The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In The Corner with Benny Mac. Unfiltered, uncensored and unforgiving. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. Twenty twenty three has crept on up on us, like anybody would creep up on Crash Holly back in the day for the hardcore title. I am Benny Mac. This is in the corner, and welcome to the new year and a another show of in the corner episode. I think thirty three of this mad podcast that started back uh, back last year in the Money in the Bank, uh, where when we reviewed the first pay per view, that was our first one we did. Um, hope you all had a great New Year, Christmas holidays however you celebrated hopefully you stayed safe and had fun joining me from across the pond the tag team partner mr tyler peters how are you sir i'm doing great benny it's always an honor to join you and uh, i can't wait to uh, do another episode of in the corner with the uh, great and talented benny mack Oh, you're talking about me. That was a bit weird. I, I'm not used to praise. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> no, I was talking about you. You deserve the accolades. And, uh, I mean, if you've got me on your show, you deserve credit. No, man, you make the show what it is, to be fair. To take the Benny Mac off, put the Tyler Peters on, and you can move forward with it, mate, to be fair. No. Oh, you're, you're too kind. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I I think it's by popular uh, popular demand, if I can get my words out. Uh, we don't want to let uh, Steve-O down. Hopefully you're still not drinking from the holidays. Are you recovering from that? Do you have a good holiday? I was. That's what it was. <laughs> I was uh, a little tipsy there. I, I got so excited tipsy. with all the uh, wrestling news or maybe depressed by it. And, and then well, what yeah. we're going to be discussing. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's my excuse. But that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm going to hear about that. But hey, leave it in your comments. As long as it gets us ratings, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, you know. Absolutely. Well, we're back for the new year. Um, we're going to be. We're not quite going to be reviewing Raw this week and SmackDown and what's been. We'll we'll talk about that next week. Hopefully, Tyler's free next Wednesday, and we'll do a massive like sort of breakdown of what happened over Christmas and stuff we remember, stuff we've enjoyed, but. Because the Royal Rumble is uh, is you know it's very fast approaching. Um, this thirty sixth annual event uh, coming up on the twentieth of January. There we go. There's the dates. Just stalling for time there, Tyler. You know that's what you got to do. You got to no. You got the dates correct. You did a lot better than me, and I, I can't believe it's been that long, that many years. It's, it's insane, isn't it? So you know, but we thought we would uh, look back at last year's Royal Rumble and. Um, We'll get into that in a moment, but um, one thing I did take from that rumble is how much certain people and characters and wrestlers have advanced from where they were then to where they are now. And there's a lot, so you can see by looking back at this, for me, myself personally, there's a lot of names in this rumble, which we'll go through as we go through the names of the entrance. But yeah, it's uh, incredible how much um, people have evolved since you know since January last year. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk Raw Rumble. So, to be honest, Raw Rumble, I think if um, I don't, I'm not going to say it's everybody's favorite pay per view, but I think for myself personally, I think for a lot of people, Raw Rumble is. Um, I know WWE saying I don't want to be a shill, but like it is almost like a second Christmas. To be honest, it is like looking forward to January, the end of January, to get that Raw Rumble going. It ranks up there high on my list as well. I, I think you know I look forward to uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, annually, and uh, you know, I'm I'm with you. I can't wait for this year to see any surprises or who's going to be eliminated. We kind of get to see who's going to be pushed. And you talked about it. 
uh, the characters. We get to see more of their story uh, progress uh, in the WrestleMania season. So Royal Rumble is a prime example of this. I've said this many times on other podcasts. So anybody that's followed Sai's work over the years and mine uh, separately, whenever I talk about wrestling, my, my starting point for watching WWF at the time was my... I mean, I've seen, I saw bits and bobs before this, but my real first time sitting down watching a show from start to finish was Royal Rumble 2000. And from that sort of moment on, I was hooked. And then uh, especially leading to backlash, as I've said before... Um, that whole you got the fever. I, I definitely, man. Um, into the invasion era, which you know, maybe one day we'll do a, a short uh, series of short um, invasion podcasts or something. Because I know a lot of people didn't like it. I personally enjoyed the storyline at the time. Obviously, my knowledge of the wrestling business uh, in terms of certain people, individuals, wasn't as much as it is as it is now. But I enjoyed it. So. I, mean, I think there was some good parts about it. I, I mean, there's always going to be the positives and negatives, but I think the idea behind the concept was good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just a shame, you know, that, again, that's a whole different podcast, but it, sh- the short version is very quickly is if certain contracts hadn't been as they were, we could have seen a lot more dream matches in that era than what we ended up getting. But that's what made it problematic. Yeah, it was the, uh, and we'll talk about that for another podcast. You're so Absolutely, right. But yeah. all I was going to add, since we are discussing it, is was the uh, contracts with Time Warner. A lot of your stars, like the, the Stings and uh, Ric Flair's and Goldberg's and Hall and Nash's, couldn't come over quite yet. And uh, I don't mean to demean Booker T. I, I no, love no. those guys. But I mean, that was your established uh, roster, your stars for uh, the competition for WCW. I will admit, I I liked Booker T, um, I, but I've got more of an appreciation for him now looking back at that era than maybe I did when I was living it and watching it as it was happening. So, um, but yeah, Booker T is up there with one of my all-time like favorites, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah, uh, Booker T, uh, it was so underrated, and he was one of the stalwarts for the latter days of world championship wrestling and, and look at what all he's done in WWE. I mean, he still appears on a lot of their talk shows. Uh, they utilize him uh, so heavily and, and why not? He, he's ended up uh, being one of the greats for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the six time world champion or five time WCW champion. <laughs> we could go there on. There you go. On. There we yeah, go. What was it? Five time, five time. I can't five. say it as cool as Booker T. Uh, nobody can. I don't think to be honest, we could try. No, I, I don't it. think anybody can. Um, I mean, before we move forward into the Royal Rumble 2022, it's hard to not talk about it, I think, Tyler. We talked about it a little bit off air, obviously, before we started. Uh, the yeah, whole Vince McMahon, I know you wrote, I think I'm pretty sure I saw an article that you wrote for uh, WrestleBuddy. I think you did something similar about it. Um, uh, I did. I think it came out a lot long ago, actually, did it? Did it not come out? Yeah, it was pretty recent, probably last week, because, you know, th- this news was starting to break even last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. What we'll be uh, discussing. So check out WrestleBuddy.com, and you'll find the, uh, I think, is it the weekly report? Is that what you're doing now? It, it is, is the right? weekly report, and I, we, yeah. we appreciate that, Benny. And, uh, yeah, go check out WrestleBuddy.com. Got a great team over there, and a lot of new podcasts uh, soon to come with articles. And, yeah, the weekly report. So I was uh, trying to be a newscaster. Uh, you can see why I didn't make it, but, hey, it's it, the weekly report. I, I did what I could, but go check it out. No, it's good. Uh, but, yeah, Vince dominated it. I mean, that was definitely our top story. It you was can't, how one. can you not talk about it, to be totally honest? I mean, honest. it had to be. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, obviously, a bit today as the days progress as we sit here and record now. I mean, we're recording now, and it's um, 
coming up to half seven for us. So by the time you hear this podcast, it's probably going to be about 9 p.m. for you guys. But um, it's been like there's rumor mill has been flying today. Saudis buying WWE, you know, and it's been absolutely. And the, the thing, the biggest shocker for me, and I'm actually really, I don't want to say gutted, but I'm, I'm really like this. I'm, you know, as I say in off air, um, I was saying about Triple H. I know we've, we've praised Triple H a lot on this podcast about being ahead of creative, etc. Um, and he's absolutely like, I think he's done a stellar job so far. Um, and anybody that's oh, working with him, you know. I have enjoyed uh, what Triple H has been able to do. I, I still wanted to give him time because everybody uh, needs that trajectory. Even if you're booking, you're over the content, you're over talent relations. But I have to agree with his sentiments. Triple H has done a uh, very good job so far. I, I got to witness that at SummerSlam when they came to Nashville at Nissan Stadium. That's when Damage Control was That's born. Very cool. Bailey, uh, yep. EOS guy, Dakota Kai came back. So, yeah, that was the first without Vince and, and the uh, the inaugural one with uh, Triple H in control. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we, let's face it, SummerSlam is SummerSlam, and it was good. We had people come back probably at the drop of a hat as well. Um, but about a month or so later, you could really start seeing things starting to take shape. And then even actually two months later, Bray oh, White, you, you know, Bray White's thing going on at the moment. We're finally going to see Bray White in this year's Rumble in a sense of taking on LA Knight and stuff. I've, I've enjoyed that storyline. I didn't think if you'd have said to me on pay, like, just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to put Bray with LA Knight. I was like, I didn't know anything about LA Knight, to be fair. I'd only seen him a little bit in NXT. I spoke to Sai, SJP Royal Media boss man. And he told me a lot about um, LA Knight, what he'd done in TNA. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was like, you know, I had high hopes. And to be fair, mate, LA Knight, the Mike stuff he's done so far that I've seen him do, I've, I've totally enjoyed what he's been doing. Yeah, you know, and all that kind oh, of he, stuff. He can so. cut promos. I mean, the guy's got the gift of gab. He draws you in. Uh, similar to Bray Wyatt, just in a different, uh, I guess, coming from a different perspective is yeah, what definitely. I was trying to add there uh, and get my words together. Uh, but L.A. Knight, uh, just like I said, had a uh, tremendous uh, following and career in TNA, also NWA before coming into NXT and now the main roster. So I'm, I'm so happy for him getting the, the push that they've allowed him now that's been under Triple H. Uh, we'll get into to more of the uh, topic at hand because this all ties in. So that, that's why we're bringing it up too. It, it can't help but tie in the creative and the business side of things. There's so, your podcast, by the way, mate. The tie in with Ty. There you go. Hey, you know, Benny Mac is actually over the creative. I mean, it's his show and he's just throwing these ideas out like nothing. I mean, this guy is just a genius. Uh, somebody call him Paul Heyman, Triple H. <laughs> whoever uh, he, he likes and admires, I may throw out somebody you don't care for, so I better watch it. And all I was going to say, Benny, is Clash of the Castle. You talked about the months of Triple H's reign. You guys got that big pay-per-view or premium live event over there Amazing. in Wells in the UK, and I loved it. You could start really seeing what Triple H's creative, his team, and, and what they were allowed to do. We saw Imperium. We saw Drew and Roman. I mean, that was some memorable highlights oh well yeah the debut on the main roster for solo sokoa as well yeah it was yeah yeah, he debuted he helped uh roman uh retain the title he cost through i was gutted that i couldn't go i but it is what it is um this leads into my next point very oh we will move on Uh, what i was going to say was stephanie man's obviously (laughs) giving gave in a resignation um, we were talking about this off air. Uh, I know he called you Cy then. Uh, my apologies, Ty. Uh, it was, um, no, that's all right. Hey, I, you know, if only I could be like Cy. So that's a well, little, little disclaimer. Uh, we had booked Mr. SJP himself 
unfortunately he's feeling under the weather and uh, he's not too well so he hasn't joined us for this unfortunately uh, which would have been so cool to have the SJP World Media guy on chat some WWE he was at Clash of the Castle as well so we could have got some it would have been but fantastic we'll get him on at some point hopefully and uh, we'll you know we'll move forward with it but um the biggest blow for me today I think is Stephanie McMahon resigning from WWE altogether not just from the role that she had altogether I yeah, find that uh, I find that really perplexing. I don't know um, why. I feel like maybe I feel like I I I, I mean I don't know because I don't work there. We're only speculating on what we're seeing online and stuff. But I hope she hasn't been pushed out because this is a family business. I thought I know it won't be for much longer, but it sounds a bit. But it always has been a McMahon thing, hasn't it? Since I've been around, anyway. It, so. No, it has. You know, ever since I've been around as well. I I think you, you know, a lot of the speculation. I I think Stephanie McMahon felt like hey. Uh, with with dad coming back, you know, Vince McMahon returning, uh, she saw the writing on the wall. You know, I don't want to put words in her mouth, no. but after we saw, you know, what floated around, because it was public information, they're a public company, at least right now. And, you know, Stephanie said, you know, I'm going to take time away from my kids. Remember, she had to do that earlier this year when the uh, the investigation into McMahon with all these uh, the sexual allegations were that were alleged um, you know, thrown on him were going around. And so it makes you uh, wonder if this is not the move where Stephanie not only maybe forced out, but just before she got forced out, hey, listen, I've got an exit strategy myself. I'll just step down. I'll jump before I'm pushed is the, uh, right. the expression, I think. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm really gutted. I think maybe, like you said, the, you know, the allegations that came towards Vince as well. Stephanie's done a lot for the women's division in WWE, I think, um, along with like guys like Fit Finley as well. Um, yeah, and her and Fit are, are great contributors. I, I recommend there's a video where it, uh, Fit Finley, it's behind the scenes uh, for any wrestling fan where he took like Victoria, Trish Stratus, uh, to name a few, and was working with them. And I mean, he was over the, that women's division. And then Fit Finley, that was a project that uh, the company tasked him with and what Stephanie was able to do creatively with the women and, and show her support. It, she's just going to be missed. There'll be a void there. I, I, I'm, I be, Obviously, I don't know what's going to happen with WWE. There's, again, we, the reports were selling it's going to be sold to Saudi. That apparently isn't true now. Um, I've heard other names and memes I've seen online today, like Disney and Roma Reigns with the, the Mickey Mouse ears on and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I don't know what's going on. Another way they could go with this is if they sell it. Vince could end up staying, I guess, if they make the company private, then there's none of this board yeah, of directors stuff. Yeah, and he could stay. I mean, exactly. he could actually so, survive it. And, and I, I, don't I think told he... you this off air. Uh, Vince McMahon's a fighter. Uh, whether people like him or not, he's controversial. But the man knows business, and now we don't agree with his creative vision, especially currently. Now, we, we liked it more during his heyday with the WrestleManias, of and, course, and because yeah. WWE was that brand, you know, they were more the cartoon land, cartoon characters. And back then, Disney would really fit in with them. Uh, and even now, I could see it, because it, it's the PG era. They, they try to push the envelope when they can. People have often, uh, you know, started remarking, Will we see more of the Attitude Era? But I, I'm not so sure. It just depends on who buys it. Uh, I, you know. But if Vince is in the fold, I'm not sure they, they're going to revert to that. I, I think that's yeah. wishful thinking uh, for fans during that time period. But Vince McMahon, uh, he's majority shareholder. I think we all were stunned by the announcement that, hey, he's going to have to retire. He took to Twitter about it uh, and then had returned 
But in fairness, even though he was away, I think he's been working and paying attention because I, I got to give credit to another theory that, you know, Vince was definitely working on this cell while he was away. And I think prior, because there had been the rumors, remember, Benny, of a cell even before all the scandal and, and Stephanie yes, stepping down. Yes, there was. Down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. There was rumor mill flying around. I mean, this this going to social media and retiring thing. I I always maybe thought, yeah, all right, he's not going to be on TV and he's maybe not going to be have a have an active day to day. But he, um, you know, he's built this business up from when he took over from his dad and stuff, and he made the company public. And you know, he he risked a lot to get the company to where it is today. He's made his money. He's in his seventies. Why not retire? I think it was in good hands with Stephanie. You know, Khan. And then Triple H at the wheel at the moment. That's not to say somebody else can take over later on, but why not? Why not just like enjoy your retirement, man? I feel like he's almost almost too egotistical to let go of it. I don't know. It's his creation, I guess, to a degree. So well, I think you you nailed a lot of valid points. It's his creation. He helped found it. He bought it from his father. It's been in his family, but he's not opposed to selling it. Evidently, I mean. Because he's going to get a big old check, not that he needs it, but think about it. He wants to be there to be the one to broker the deal. I just can't that, see why it can't be left to Stephanie and Shane and, you know, who, however that would work, you know, leave it in the family. They don't necessarily have to take it. I just I feel I feel it's almost like, well, if I feel like in a weird way, it's almost like when you break up with someone, I, I, I don't want you, but I also don't want anybody else to have you basically. That's almost what it feels that's like. That's a good analogy. No, I think that's how Vince is looking at it. And I think he wants to come out on top knowing that, hey, I've survived all the allegations. Uh, well, the government back in the, what was it? Yeah, the, not, just the like steroids. the steroids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's been able to overcome a lot of uh, obstacles. Not uh, many normal people can because of who he is and uh, use that celebrity stature and being that longtime promoter. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you've heard or know of Vince McMahon and that family. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. they're, they're polarizing. So I think he uses that. It's his reputation. He's got the pride like any of us, but it doesn't justify it. But I'm with you. My hope was at least Shane, Stephanie, Triple H, if nothing else, but it looks like, you know, Vince is taking over the reins and, you know, we can get into uh so much other, I mean, in just one topic, there's so much to unpack. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Yeah. I mean, check out, uh, Tyler, how often you release, I know it's weekly, but what day are you release in your weekly, uh, weekly report? Is it every Monday or? It's normally every Sunday. Every uh, Sunday. My, that my apologies. We're doing the weekly report and it goes by the article. Now the article may actually come out after the weekly report, but it, it correlates with it. So it's just top five of, mm. uh, the major wrestling stories that are occurring and, uh, no doubt this will dominate it again. I mean, yeah, McMahon more than likely, yeah. like, you know, it's April, be going maybe off. for months, this will be, you know, yeah. hey, number one, Vince McMahon. Not only is he back now, you know, that was the one last week. This time it'll be surrounding the cell and all the other details that are now uh, been released, disclosed to the public. So just stick around it. You know, we don't plan it that just way, but it happens. Good. You can't help it when it's the big story. Well, check out WrestleBuddy.com. And there's a lot of other articles going on there, but obviously Mr. Tyler Peters, uh, co-host of this show with me at the moment, uh, is uh, doing the weekly report, and that's where I got some of my information, Ty, to be honest. He did my homework for me, so it was uh, very oh, thank helpful. thank you. Well, and I appreciate that. I, I get a lot of good homework and, and feedback ideas from Benny as well. And <laughs> yeah, go, go check out the team over there. Uh, they, they do a marvelous job. There's a lot of great content and other uh, writers as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the plug, and I know they will too. Oh, that's all good, man. I honestly enjoyed it. 
Um, yeah, we probably waffled on and we can talk about We're going to be talking about this for the next, at the absolute minimum, the next month, let's face it. It's going to be going on for a while. Oh, it's going to dominate the, uh, the news cycles. I so. mean, I think I put that in the message to you inside today. It's, I mean, how can it not? WWE is ranked up there with one of the uh, the bigger entertainment entities. Because, you know, yeah. even though it's wrestling, it's always been viewed, especially with Vince. He wanted to be like the Walt Disney of uh, professional wrestling. So yeah. it's been more sports entertainment, pal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll swing back around on this and we'll get back to the uh, regularly scheduled programming next. Uh, well, actually, no, on uh, Sunday, I beg your pardon. But either way, um, Royal Rumble is coming up. As we already said, let's get into the happy side of things. Hope, I mean, like I said, I am worried about what's going to happen with WWE, but, you know, we'll have to Me just as well. see. But let's, uh, let's, let's turn the frown upside down and Hopefully. smile, shall we? <laughs> That's the plan. So we got this year's Rumble. It takes place on January 28th, 2023. Uh, I believe in the Alamo Dome, I believe. I think if I'm reading that right. Um, so... That's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting, to be fair. But we're going to go back uh, almost uh, almost a year, uh, almost not quite, because it's January. Where are we? Eleventh. So uh, this was January 29th, twenty ninth, twenty twenty two. It was uh, the um, the the dome at America Center. The attendance was forty four thousand three hundred ninety. St. Louis, Missouri, hometown, obviously of any wrestling fan will know. Yes, that's correct, Randy Orton. Um, I mean, I watched it back earlier, Ty. I mean, what are your overall sort of thoughts before we go through, dive into it a little bit? But um, not just the Rumble match itself, but what do you remember without looking back at it? What do you remember from this um, this Royal Rumble last year? It was a solid show. Uh, what I remember, not just with the Rumble match, the women's Rumble match was also uh, good, you know, or at least had its good moments. I don't want to, you know, say it was one of the best. That's hard to do, compete with all the, the rumbles, past, present, and I'm sure future. Uh, to me, it was Seth Rollins coming out to the Shield entrance. Yep, that's uh, on my take list on as Roman well. Yep. Reigns. That, that has to be a, a memorable uh, flashback, you know, and it's funny, we're talking flashback when it was just last year, but it, it went by so fast, and now we're into 2023, but that that's one for sure. Uh, you know, it's hard without uh, memorizing everything, but uh, that stood out. So that that shows you something uh, because of the, the history with the Shield. It's Seth Rollins wanted to challenge Roman Reigns for one of the championships. And I just think that match had all the story needed. And, and those guys uh, delivered a, yeah, a solid affair. The story they set out years later, you know, the history between those two guys it filled in the blanks for us. We didn't need to because it was already there. The, the content was there, you know, the meat. Oh, no, it was. You know, the meat was there, wasn't it? And when the Sierra Hotel, you know, came up, I was like, oh, my God. It was and Roman's reaction was brilliant. Um, and then just the whole crowd were digging it. Um, the Universal. I was surprised at the time that the Universal title was being defended on the, the very first match on the card. Um it, it was different, but I, I think they were doing that to uh, change it up and make the, the Royal Rumble feel special because that's why we had the men's Royal Rumble match for the main event. And I, I believe think, whether when it's, was the women's? Uh, was the it women's, right after or kind of in the middle somewhere? I, wanna, I, I can't I th- remember. I think it was maybe after that, or maybe a ma- so maybe there was another match and then it was the women's Rumble after. Um, I got you. But I always, whether it's the women's or the men's, I always think because the, the pay per view is called well, pay premium live event. Sorry, um, um, is called Royal Rumble. It the, it kicks off WrestleMania season. So for me, whether it's male or female, it, the a Royal Rumble match should finish the show. That's that's no, my, you know I know titles are important and heavyweight championships are important and stuff. I get that, 
but this is setting up your next two months of shows, whether it be male or female. So for me, it's all, I've always liked having the Rumble um, last, basically. I think in like 06 they had it just before, and then I think the world title was defended after the fact. Um, it gives it more of a... Uh, a significance, a special meaning, because that's the title of it. You you mentioned it, WrestleMania season. Whoever wins gets the title shot, the opportunity yeah, of a lifetime. It. Why not make that even more special, elevate not only your event, but the matches and the participants and the uh, the competitor who wins those uh, bouts? Yeah, well, you're, you're essentially, uh, you know, projecting who your man or woman may be coming up at WrestleMania, who the next person might be leading the company for a couple of months as champion, if not longer, when, you know, in Roman's case, obviously, where it was over a thousand days now. It's, yeah, um, it was, it's been a long time. Yeah, the the so. guy is, what, probably two years. I think somebody may have said, and I didn't realize it. I think he's, it's been a couple of years, and, and the Usos are, are following behind him with the tag team titles and, and this whole uh, ordeal that's been entertaining with Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman and and Solo and the gang. Uh, it's been remarkable, I, which I enjoy long title reigns. That that's going to make it special for the person who takes it off of it. Yeah, whoever may be that may be like they could be a made superstar for the next year or two. Definitely, hundred percent by beating Roman. Um, but you know, that's a, we, you know, we, I don't, we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. I mean, at the moment, yeah, we I think will. I, the, only I mean, match... the anticipation, uh, we just got done celebrating Christmas last year, last month. And I just love the surprise element of, uh, seeing who Roman's opponent's going to be or seeing who's going to come out in the Royal Rumble matches. I think that's another dynamic that everybody enjoys because you get a lot of returning superstars. You may get a superstar you didn't expect from a different promotion that maybe either signed or they just signed them for an appearance or uh, who knows. That, that's one thing that I've always enjoyed about the uh, Royal Rumble concept itself overall. Yeah. It's, it's always great to see. And like you said, the surprises and stuff are brilliant. Um, one of my favorites to this day is still 2001, which I'm sure I've said before. Um, but you know, hardcore rumble in there at one point as well. Uh, but there, it was, it was, it was good. Yeah. I mean, in terms of this rumble, um, like you said, I, I remember Seth coming out to the Shield music. That was a cool moment. Uh, Bobby Lashley becoming WWE champion. Now, obviously, there's an asterisk over that because of what happened in that match. But um, with Roman getting involved in the whole poor hair, that was thing, huge. Yeah, that had big implications. Absolutely. I'm glad you remember. Uh, that one too, because that was that was very important to the overall storyline. Well, well, it led to Mania, didn't it? So you know, at the time we may not have seen it, but we, um, you know, that's what led to the uh, the unification at WrestleMania, which I think was brilliant having the unification at WrestleMania. Did we necessarily need it? I don't know. Maybe we did. I think we did. Now, how the way things have panned out, but you know, I think you had to put it on there because I mean, you had Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and it was unification, and you're talking WrestleMania. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was, I'm sure you were watching it when Chris Jericho became the undisputed champion, you know, with the WCW title, which then became the World Heavyweight Championship, um, which was the former WCW title and NWA and all that, you know, it's got a rich history, obviously. So um, then they did the unification with Orton and uh, Cena, didn't they? Um, a while they, back. I, they did. Uh, you would be correct. I mean, I've watched so much, Benny, that it's hard to recount, even though I've seen it. That that's what's the crazy thing, because well, yeah. and now there 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 was a lot of wrestling content then, but you think about it now, my goodness, There's so much. About now. every night there is going to be some wrestling. I mean, looking back at the year, 
when I first heard about this unification, I was like, forget really? But actually, looking back at some of this stuff, ready for this, um, I'm not saying the WWE title fell out of favor, but it seemed, with, the, with Roman especially, it seemed like the Universal Championship was becoming more and more the, this is the title to have, because Roman's sort of, when it comes to championship matches and not losing and retaining and all that kind of stuff, and the, the way they've built up the bloodline, you know, slowly and into what it is now, yeah, you want to get into a program with him. Yeah, right? yeah. You wanted to be worthy because Roman was the guy. I mean, as much as I like Drew and I, I even like Brock, you could tell this was the guy the company was building. This was their brand. This was the face of that uh, organization was Roman Reigns. But SmackDown for me, I've said it on the show already, but the SmackDown show for me is I, I always look forward to SmackDown. Raw, I kind of go... I want to watch it, but as we say every week, Ty, the show's too long. <laughs> it, it is a bit long. I, I will tell you, going to see the Raw in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, now, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, it actually is better going to watch it live because it seems to go by faster than if you're watching on TV. I, I still watched it on my DVR just because it was kind of cool. And then when you would see the matches or certain moments or backstage segments, you go, oh, I, I can remember, you know, seeing yeah, yeah. that being right there, you know, live. It's and it, cool. it was cool. It kind of gives you a different uh, perspective. So it's interesting how you can go to events like SummerSlam. That was a marathon. But when you're there, even though it was long, it was more fun because you had the crowd there. You, you were able to kind of participate or not kind of you were able to. And, uh, and one more thing going back to Roman Reigns, I didn't mean to say was, he is still the, the face of that brand. I, I had yes, to catch yeah. myself there. It's, uh, but, yeah, but yeah. two years, my goodness, he can be was, is whatever he wants to be. But I think uh, he's but going back. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to say, but I think he's, cause the universal title, you know, it is what it is, but I think he's made that championship. And then I think he, like said, they got to the point where that universal title was becoming more of the title to have, rather than the WWE Championship. So actually putting the title on Roman, they say about, you know, the man making the title and vice versa. I think the title needed to be on Roman. Looking back at it now, at the time I didn't necessarily agree with it, but like looking back at it now and what they've managed to achieve with Roman, the bloodline and everybody, having those titles on Roman has made it, you know, you want to be the undisputed champion. Uh, Whether they keep it as two bouts or one bout or whatever they're going to do with it, if they do anything like that, um, it's added prestige back to it. I mean, which all championships should have. That's why I like Gunther as Intercontinental Champion. Yes, I yeah. think he's brought back a lot of that history. That hey, this is an important title. It's not just mid card. I mean, it, sure, it's underneath the championship, the, the main championship, but it's still something that should be respected. And uh, he's he's a great fit for that. I mean, the guys, the the in ring general for a reason. I, I'm high on Imperium anyways. And I love how they, they preach that. Hey, even though it's, we're in a sports entertainment world, we're here for the wrestling. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, I haven't seen raw this week, actually, now that we mention it, but, um, I'm, you know, I'll watch it later on, but um, I haven't either. No. I, I'm with you. I, there, there's so much that goes on or, or things just happen to come up as they do in life. And I just, I've got it on the DVR. I just need to go back and review it myself. Well, it leads into what's happening with Vincent. I think it kind of over, it kind of takes a spotlight off the, the entertainment side of things, doesn't it? To a degree. Um, it, it does. And, uh, I think unfortunately this is overshadowing, uh, even when the product's good, uh, you know, without meaning to necessarily, but it's a, a big part of the conversation. I mean, it's a, it's a headline topic, so you can't escape it because 
the rumors, all the sites, all the, the news outlets are going to be uh, reporting and keeping us up to date, which I, I want to be because, like with any news, this is a big, uh, you know, not only deal, but this is going to change the landscape, uh, so to yeah. speak. So I was even trying to struggle with the right terminology, how you would describe it. It's just, it's monumental what's uh, transpiring now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, we'll talk more about it in the, in the shows in the c- coming weeks, but Let's get back to last year's Rumble. So we remember a few things from there. I didn't remember everything, to be honest. I had to actually cycle through. I did either. Through. I had to review it again. Um, but yeah, we start off with the Rumble, then let's get into it. Um, something I didn't pick up the first time round watching this uh, Rumble tie was obviously AJ Styles is number one, um, which is great. And he's at this point, he's not he's not long sort of him and Omos are no longer a team sort of thing anymore. And I always like put AJ Styles as almost like a Shawn Michaels. I've always thought that. Um, then when he had Omos with him, that's I a almost, good comparison. I always thought like Omos was almost like the Diesel to his Shawn Michaels to two degrees um, when that was going on. Um, but what made me chuckle was uh, AJ Styles comes out at number one and he actually does the Shawn Michaels pose in the entranceway, which I didn't actually see the first time watching it. So. It did make me have a little smile on my face, to be honest. You know what's astonishing? I even watched that back and still missed it again. Oh, mate, go back and wait. It's just a little thing, but I was like, oh, okay, because obviously anybody that's a WWE fan knows Shawn Michaels won it from number one. So, you know, putting that pose, maybe I was thinking, hang on a minute, is AJ going to go the distance here? That's what I love about it. It makes you uh, hopeful that he, he would or, or will, and... Uh, you know, for those who have watched it will know, but maybe those who haven't, uh, you got to go back and check out the show. I'll, I'll give it back to Benny. But th- that's another uh, point uh, I wanted to make about the Rumble. It makes it so exciting. Yeah. Um, so we have AJ Styles come to the ring. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was then the Intercontinental Champion, which seems like a... I mean, yes, it was a year ago, but it seems like a lifetime ago <laughs> that Shinsuke Nakamura... It, it does. It seems uh, like, man, has it been a decade? I mean, and it's only... Last year, it's not. It's almost twelve months <laughs> that he was uh, Intercontinental Champion. Um, AJ Styles and obviously Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I don't watch a lot of New Japan, um, but I did see their the match they had at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, many, many. I want to say, I want to say around twenty fourteen or something. I don't even know. It might be twenty sixteen. No, it could have been twenty sixteen. Maybe twenty. I don't know when it was. So it, it, somewhere in the twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen sort of time frame. Um, but I watched their match they had at the Tokyo Dome, and it was really good. Um, unfortunately, the match they had at Mania a few years ago didn't quite live up to the billing. It was not the same. No, um, which is a shame, because I think they're both freaking great uh, great wrestlers. But there we go. So we They're off- deserving to have a match that was similar uh, to the, their New Japan matches. It could have been absolutely amazing if they'd have... I don't know what was going on that day or... Who produced the match or why it was done that way? I have no idea, but it just didn't live up to that um, Tokyo Dome match at all. Um, so those two go at it for a little while, and then we have uh, Austin Theory. Now again, we're talking about a long time ago. Look how far Austin Theory's come since Raw Rumble 2022. <laughs> That's what uh, I was about to say myself. I mean, look at how far Austin Theory has came, you know, in his career or come. Anyways, I, I got to correct myself there on the grammar. Uh, but all I was going to go back to, Benny, is uh, what you were saying about Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. That that chemistry never left, and I, I thought it was uh, very cool how they started the match. I enjoyed Austin Theory coming out. So there was just a lot of moving parts, and 
I'm so glad you brought up that point that, hey, listen, a lot of these guys, you look at them then now, compare it to to uh, the modern day, and it's unreal. Oh, yeah, Austin Theory, obviously, up and down. Um, I mean, he went to Mania that year and lost to Pat McAfee, and to be totally honest, in a really good match, which then was spoiled by Vincent Mann coming out and having a match with Pat McAfee, which was like, <laughs> it ruined it. It was a great moment, and Pat McAfee, you know, I, I, I will admit, I wasn't a big fan of him at first on commentary, but once I got to listen to him and get to sort of see his character and the way he was, I was like, I can't wait for that guy to come back on commentary, to be honest with you, so... Yeah, Pat McAfee is uh, a treasure. Uh, the guy took wrestling seriously uh, like Bad Bunny and not giving anything away about our review here. Uh, but Logan Paul, whether you like all these personalities or not, it, it's good to see him take uh, it seriously and, and put in the effort. And, and it showed with Pat McAfee. He was already a natural gifted athlete with his football career. You talked about a great commentator. And uh, yeah, Theory and McAfee had a great match. Austin Theory is a just unbelievable worker already. And that yeah. that's not always easy because he's still young in his career. And, uh, you know, I didn't know that we would get McMahon and McAfee at first. I mean, they did a good job teasing it. Uh, but I wish we would have not. Uh, I did mind Stone Cold and Vince having the moment. But, boy, uh, was that a bad stunner that McMahon took. Uh, wow. Yeah, less said than that, the better. I, I wish that you could replay that in a sense of McAfee beat Theory, Vincent Mann wants to get in the ring and fight, but Austin comes out and stuns him before anything happened because we could have done without the Austin and uh, not the not the Austin, not Steve Austin, obviously. Austin Theory, Austin Theory, Pat McAfee put on a great match. We could have done without the Vince and Pat McAfee is what I'm trying to get at, which I've already said. But no, I, I understand where you're coming from. What's confusing is, you know, you got Austin Theory, then you got Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I would have that problem too. So I'm backing up my tag team partner, the host, <laughs> because God knows I've. Uh, I've flubbed up enough and I uh, haven't flubbed. got my grammar correct all the time. <laughs> it, um, I mean, you know, Austin Theory's United States champion now. I think he's had a great sort of character overhaul. He lost his first name for a little bit, got it, found it somewhere and put it back on. Um, so it's all good. <laughs> he got it written back. He got uh, it, yeah, yeah. Same with Vince left. Now, if Vince comes back, is you know, he says he's not going to get involved in creative, yeah, but how long, try how to long, take first names away? Yeah, how long before he sort of. Do you know what I mean? I can see it happening. Um, I, and that's what worries me more than anything, to be honest with you. I appreciate everything Vincent Mann's done for WWE. I love the company. I uh, love watching it. I enjoy watching it. But I just... it's Let's move past it and move forward with other people. Let's give them a chance. And I think what we've already said to say to the top of the show, Triple H's done a great job so far. Um, is it all perfect? No. Could it be still be better? Yes, it could be better. But I think it's a lot more better than when Vince was there and dropping first names and all this other BS Let's that was going say, on. Let's just say Triple H has at least upgraded at least the in-ring product. I'll say that. Yeah, and I think that's what's important, to be honest. Not just that. Mm -hmm. The backstage stuff makes sense to what's going on in terms of storylines most of the time now, whereas before we had random bits where somebody just talked to each other and it was like okay where's this going and how far we're like left more confused yes whereas now it seems more coherent you know on smackdown especially we've seen stuff um with the bloodline and like we've had snippets of what's going on backstage with sammy with roman with the usos with solo whoever and so you know and then it all comes to a to a head or a crescendo at the top of the show or somewhere in the show so we've seen everything build up to this point where they're now in the ring 
so it makes more sense. Um, whereas before we had, you know, tails being pinned back on midget bloody freaking horns or <laughs> whatever the frick oh, that guy yeah, was. was and don't get me wrong, WLC yeah. was good fun. I'm not going to dispute that, but there was some real no, random I, it shit. It was entertaining. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, another entertaining aspect, uh, Johnny Knoxville, I wasn't crazy about Knoxville coming into WWE, but I, I must say, him and Sami Zayn's match at WrestleMania. Loved it. I, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist, yeah, yeah. i got to be honest with you, but I even liked that when I was finding myself laughing. It was uh, the entertainment the match. match of the night. It was a comedy it, aspect. It was, it was what it, it was. was. Um, and it wasn't bad. I wasn't laughing, making fun of the match. I was laughing because I was enjoying, enjoying it, what yeah. they were doing. I mean, I'm not familiar overly with Jackass because I know what it is, but I never really watched it. My other half, who doesn't really watch wrestling, knows who Johnny Knoxville is because she used to like Jackass. So when that big hand came out of nowhere and slapped somebody in the face, she was laughing around. I mean, I laughed at it because it was funny. But it, that got she, the reaction. Yeah, um, but then even when she from your 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 other half. Yeah, yeah, but when she explained what they used to do, and I was like, ah, okay, so that makes so it's you got something for the wrestling fans there, and you got something for the Jackass fans there. So. Um, the mousetrap table, the mousetrap, wee man <laughs> doing the bloody, uh, like the body slam on Sami Zayn. See, we're laughing already. Just it was, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, when I saw wee man pick up Sami Zayn for the uh, scoop <laughs> slam, it's just, it reminded me of Hulk Hogan and Andre. I know that's completely oh, it different. Did. Yeah, it was but... like they were trying to recreate the exactly. WrestleMania 3 moment. Exactly. You know, when Hogan slammed Andre. And people loved it. And I don't get me wrong, that's one of those matches I have gone back and watched. Uh, weirdly, even Pat McAfee and Austin Theory I enjoyed up until. Vince gets in the ring, and then the rest of it's, you know, whatever. But <laughs> Leave it to Vince. He just had to have that <laughs> match, and, and Pat couldn't get any offense. I mean, heaven forbid. Of uh, course not. He may, you know, I don't know that he even got any. I'd have to go back and watch it fairly. Oh, uh, that's stunner, mate. To be honest, he would have crumbled. Like Maybe he tore both his quads again like he did back in the 07, was it, in the Rumble? Yeah, that was another Royal Rumble memory. Yeah, Vince so. uh, tore his quads, even ran out to the ring, but he, he wasn't going to sell it. <laughs> he just sat down like he. He did. He just like I, I can still order you. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to sit down and do it from here. <laughs> He's like, "Come on, start the match, pal." Your, your Vincent Mann is very good, by the way. I'm gonna have to get you to do some like promos, like in the corner, well, listen to uh, in the corner, in the Vincent Mann's voice. Pal, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, I'm back. I don't let a sexual investigation. I'm the genetic jackhammer for a reason. Okay, <laughs> this uh, meeting is adjourned. Triple H, get over there. You're still in creative. Stephanie, I love you, but now daddy's home. I don't know. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Creepy at the end, but good. <laughs> well, it was. And well, no one Vince and Stephanie's relationship, even the backstage segments. I mean, that, that would be Vince. Because remember, he, he did the ones where it was uh, Eric Bischoff and Stephanie kissing for the Halloween one. I mean, he's had her lip lock a, a lot of the talent, and it has to be uncomfortable, but. Bruce Pritchard has uh, verified. Vince will even say, he's like, come on, get in there. I mean, it's very uncomfortable. I can imagine, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, I couldn't <laughs> no, help it. No, I, no, it's a tangent for another day. But uh, We're at number four in the Rumble, and uh, Mr. <laughs> Robert Roode, or I, I can't call him Robert Roode. I don't like it. Bobby Roode came out. Um, somebody who I think personally I enjoy in the ring. Um, we, we need to see more of him. We haven't seen much of him. I think he might be out injured at the moment, actually, which is why. Um, but Robert Roode and uh, AJ Styles sort of, you know, uh, sort of have a moment, and there's a TNA chant because these guys were obviously back there back in the day when uh, TNA was good. Um, 
But unfortunately, I enjoyed TNA. I, I, not to stop you there, just uh, very briefly. I, I thought the early TNA, especially with those guys, AJ Styles, you know, Robert Roode and uh, James Storm and, you know, Chris Harris and, and all those guys, Petey Williams was some good stuff. Yeah, it had it had its moment in time. I think, you know, the six-sided, yeah, I know some talent have come out now and said it was actually a pain in the ass to work in, but it gave a different visual, didn't it, to the and Dan, to it. And that was the goal, just to give it a, a different feel. But I, I can see why a lot of the wrestlers would have trouble because you finally get used to one way of doing something and then, you know, four sides, and then you get these uh, six sides with the, the new ring. But I, I don't mind change, though. I, I mean, sometimes change is a, a good thing because you got to alter uh, your presentation every now and then. Well, I've always, I've always remembered this for some reason. Um, this is off, again, you'll, you'll get used to it on the show's tangents, but... Um, there was always the uh, watching like the making or uh, like the history of the Simpsons back in the day. And I'm talking back when it was probably about 11 seasons, not 95 that it is now. But yeah, um, when is it a hundred? I have no idea. It's, it's, in, it's, got, it's over the twenties now, isn't it? In the seasons, but um, it has been on forever. Cause even when I was little, it was, it was the popular yeah, well, show and it just, and, and more power to them. They, they are a juggernaut. They have been going forever. I, I, lo- I like the older stuff. I'm not, I'm, I've watched a few of the new ones. I haven't quite grasped it, to be honest. Yeah, but, uh, me too. I, I like the older Simpsons better. What I was going to say, Benny, is uh, I think Moses was watching The Simpsons. Uh, holy I mean, moly. Probably... Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe not that far, but it's... Oh, there you go. Well, it might have been on the, on the, on the stones, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's just what I was saying was that um, I remember Matt Groening talking about when you know, we used to flick through channels back in the day. And the reason he chose yellow for The Simpsons was because if you're flicking through channels and then all of a sudden you see something yellow because it's not going to look the same as everything else. So you flick back and go, what's that? Oh, oh, OK. Oh, and if somebody's never seen The Simpsons before, they'd be like, why are they yellow? Like, do you know what I mean? That would be you their first. You gravitate toward it. So you gravitate towards it. So having that six-sided ring in TNA, if you're flicking through the channels and suddenly you see a ring that looks different from a traditional, you know, squared circle... You'd be like, oh, what's that? So I think that's what helped draw a lot of it to TNA, and not just the the ring, but obviously the wrestling helped. But in terms of a visual, when you're flicking through and you go, oh, what the? Oh, okay, that's different. Yeah, you automatically know. you're intrigued though, because you're, yeah, that's a different ring, that's a different look altogether. And then uh, I love Mike Tanay. People will recognize him if they watch WCW Nitro. He was great at telling the stories of the Lucha Libre, the the Japanese wrestlers. He he was did great on color commentary, and then play by play did a great job. And and then Don West, who we just lost. Uh, yes, even I did if see. people were not as familiar, one of the ultimate salesmen, and uh, he brought that energy and passion to the broadcast booth. And as as two gentlemen who have attempted commentary. I mean, he's became a uh, a later influence. I, you know, I've came to appreciate him more. It's it's unfortunate we kind of wait till they they pass before we we have that respect. But it's true. I, I mean, I've going back watching those uh, tribute video packages about Don West. Uh, you you got emotional. It was uh, what a legacy he will leave behind. I, I mean, I know who he is. I remember listening to him in TNA. I'm not gonna, I'm not overly familiar with all his work, but. Whenever we lose, any, he's definitely the voice. I, he's one of those voices I couldn't remember his name to be totally honest with you. So I'm glad that you brought it up. But um, 
when you hear it, you're like, oh, the, I, I always go TNA dude. You know, I can't remember his name because I'm terrible. But well, sure, yeah, because he he became he was one of those important voices along with Tanay. I mean, he was a guy that, you know, when Alex Skipper was uh, doing the move off the cage, I mean, he was the guy with the energy. So that, yes, yeah. Even if you didn't know his name, you you knew his his voice. It, it gave almost like a you know Jr. is Jr. But like the, yeah, the emotion, you know. Uh, but um, the emotion that I still my favorite clip of all time. One of my favorite clips of all time of JR is when Jericho became champion on Raw, you know, for about 10 minutes and he had to give the belt back. But we've got a new champion, you know, the, just the whole, the release yeah, of it. Yeah, he, he really brought it good. up to another level to Jim Ross, uh, and that was uh, peak <laughs> JR. No no offense, I respect him still, but that was, that was uh, you know, classic yeah. JR, Jim Ross. And in honor of JR and all broadcasters, uh, we need our own barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for it. Uh, well, you being from where you are in the world, I think you probably make a better barbecue I, I sauce than I could. I could probably do it. I, I can yeah, do yeah. some kind of Tyler's Tennessee barbecue <laughs> sauce. Tyler's Tennessee. There we go. Sell, there we go. That we... would be terrible. That would definitely, uh, the stock would go down. Not instead <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that at all. Um, but yeah, where do we get to? I'm confused. We have so much tangents. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're just going I mean, you say about we co- can't help it when you start talking. Absolutely. Then it brings up other things. So forgive us, folks. This is part of it. Like Benny said, we, it may be tangents, and then we'll finally reel well, it in and get back it's to the, It's the first show of the new year. I wanted to give some people some good uh, content. <laughs> so it's a longer show for the first one of the sure. new year. It's um, it's extra content. It's, it's more... Uh, hopefully people enjoy it, which is all we can hope for, really. So... I agree. Um, I can't. Well, I was oh yeah, you said about the commentary quickly. I mean, I've only commentated on about eight matches to be honest, and all with Mister Cy Powell. Um, I'm gutted that it didn't take off, and I, I we understand it wasn't us that was the problem. There was something else going on, and that's what they told us. Hopefully, that is the truth. Uh, no, basically, they released some of our footage, and our voices. The person who edited it didn't. Um, balance the video correctly the the presentation correctly mm. so you can barely hear us on some of the stuff and it's really annoying because we put a lot of effort into trying yeah, to do it shame. justice uh, but there we go when it comes down to uh to a lot of the editing editing part of me and i know that's difficult to do it's it's not easy so i'm not no no of course. to be disrespectful it's... but I, i'm i'm supportive of you both uh, and I, I would love to hear your commentary and hey hopefully you will get to do it uh, soon, if uh, we'll not see. later down the road. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I only know one uh, company over here, so uh, <laughs> if they don't want it, they don't want it. So <laughs> that is what it is. Anyway, get back to the Royal Rumble, because we're already on number four, Ty. We've got a long way to go. To yeah, we do. Have a long um, way. Right, we're so, already over an hour. Uh, the yeah, AJ, AJ Styles, um, you know, and uh, Bobby Roode have a nice... Um, uh, like a moment in the ring. They sort of go, they go out a little bit, but to be honest, Bobby Roode doesn't last long. AJ Styles... Eliminates uh, Bobby Roode. Um, and again, talking about a guy that's gone from sort of strength to strength, strength to strength, he says, he says easily. Um, Ridge Holland, number five. Um, obviously, he's in with the uh, the Brawling Brutes, um, although that seems like it might be, I don't know what's going on there at the moment, but we'll talk about that another time. I'm not sure either, but uh, speaking about Ridge Holland, I mean, that's another prime example. Uh, look at his trajectory. I mean, that's a classic uh, illustration. I mean, unfortunately, he was involved with the Big E incident. Um, well, that's always going to give him a bad look. And I, I've even heard people in the UK uh, voice their displeasure. And I know mistakes happen. I don't want to condemn yeah. him. Uh, unfortunately, it, it was bad with Big E. And uh, I just, you know, evidently he was able to rebound when talking about Holland. But 
I hope it's not too much of a black mark. Unfortunately, that'll stay with him, and, and that'll be on everyone's highlighter video package. However, I, I'm glad to see the upside. I, I actually caught Rich Holland in NXT, and I, I knew this guy was going to be a star. I mean, he had the look of a big, strong guy, and uh, I think played rugby, came from that background. Yeah. So you got to be uh, tough. I mean, you know better than me about that uh, with rugby and all the sports over in the U.K. And uh, so I'm, I'm very happy for him uh, to be with, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and uh, Butch, Pete Dunne, however you want to call him. And, yeah, Brawling Brutes, that, that's helped him. Yeah, and I, it, I think there's, you know, you there was a bit of worry to begin with when you seemed to like a belly-to-belly with somebody. And it's just like, oh God! And then, but no, you know, he's improved immensely. Um, unfortunately, like, um, you know, as we've already said, Big E got injured. Unfortunately, these things happen. I, th- I understand Big E is recovering. They do, so, you know, and uh, it is sad. But like a lot of people have said, wrestling's not ballet, and uh, you know that it's the unfortunate uh, side of things. Yeah, well, you show people people that say the F word, and you're like, you, you clearly don't know what you're on about because, you know, get in a ring. That's what I say no, to them. No, you don't. Uh, have you seen uh, Sheamus's chest after a Gunther match or seen Drew McIntyre? Exactly. I mean, he could even dominate the match, and the guy's got more uh, battle scars than even his opponent most of the time. Oh, yeah, Sheamus uh, lays it in. Um, so, yeah, Rich Holland comes in at number five. Um, AJ actually eliminates Shinsuke, who came in at number two. So, um, AJ actually... Um, is, I think it's what two eliminations for AJ already, and he's yeah actually, he's, he's already on a roll, and uh, yeah AJ Styles uh, they highlighted him uh, very well in this Royal Rumble match. Definitely uh, number six is uh, Montez Ford, one half of the Street Profits. Um, I've been a fan of the Street Profits since NXT when it was the Black and Gold. Uh, loved it when they became NXT Tag Team Champions. I thought they were a great team. Um, I still yet to feel like we have yet to see the best of the Street Profits. Um, and hopefully that's. I think there's soon. more to come. I, yeah, I agree uh, or concur. Let me change up the wording a little bit. But <laughs> Montez Ford is talk about a just tremendous athlete. The way the guy can do those moves, the frog splash off the top rope or coming off the top rope onto somebody. I got to witness that in Nashville on Raw, and and to see that live and and at SummerSlam, oh, that was remarkable. I mean, really cool. The guy can, he does go up to the heavens. Uh, Corey Graves is not exaggerating, folks. He, he does. Yeah, you can tell he gets some, uh, gets some height on it. As soon as uh, Montez comes in, he almost, <clears throat> pardon me, almost eliminates Theory, uh, but doesn't quite get the job done. Uh, number seven, Damien Priest. Now, another guy, we've got to stop and talk about this guy because Damien Priest, um, you know, at this point, there's five guys in the ring, but Damien Priest has come from doing sort of. I don't want to say nothing, but it felt like he was floundering a bit, I think. Then he got put with Edge, which started the whole Judgment Day thing. And now we've got Judgment Day is the way they are now with no Edge and Dominic. His, his character's growing week by week. And Evidently, he was in prison. Apparently so, yeah. Got arrested at Christmas for causing trouble. And I saw the video online, which was like a digital exclusive of him getting in the ring. I have seen a very quick pitch of him dressed the way he's dressed on Raw. If he's not going to be looking like Eddie Guerrero in the, by the end of the, by the Rumble, it's um, it's there's so many parallels to sort of, and there's also been a meme of um, Razor Ramon and uh, Dom Mysterio. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's a good hybrid of Eddie and Razor. That'd be quite interesting, wouldn't it? To be honest, um, it would be. I mean, if they're not playing on the whole thing that happened back in '06, which I've mentioned many times when it comes to Dom, um, and it would make sense from a, a story uh, telling. Uh, 
you know, aspect or process, however you want to the word that there, uh, because Eddie and, and uh, Ray Mysterio, what had the battle for custody, the latter match. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, it's, I think a lot of people have been sort of, uh, making comments towards Dom about Eddie. Are you sure Eddie's not your dad and all this kind of stuff. So, um, now I think Miz made mention that a few, fair few months ago. Um, if they are both in the Rumble, we're going to have Ray and Dom come face-to-face in the Rumble, aren't we? It's going to be coming to... It's, it's gonna... inevitable because yes. this is where you know all the brands have to uh, compete. So I, I think that's the kind of moment everybody would uh, is looking forward to. Be very, very interested in anyway. But yeah, Damian Priest um, came coming at number seven, sorry. Um, number eight was Sami Zayn. And again, look where that guy's from. <laughs> if we go from number seven yeah, to number eight. I mean, Sami Zayn. Yeah, the bloodline. I mean, the guy has just been on a roll. Uh, Damian Priest, uh, going back to him, he got that rub from Edge like you talked about. So, And this was back when Zayn was doing the conspiracy theorist uh, kind of act. And I enjoyed it as well. I adored it. Uh, I think think, Sammy Zayn is just, he's so good. He's so creative. I mean, I didn't realize just how good he is in these different roles. A guy just, he's masterful. You didn't really see that in NXT or when he first came up to the main roster, but you've definitely seen him. He's almost turned his hand to anything. And it's almost, I mean, the conspiracy theory stuff I liked to begin with, but I think they dragged it out a bit too long for me. But um, other than that, this guy is from where he was, you know, probably even back then. I know he was kind of, I think he was, uh, was he still sort of throwing, wearing the, um, I can't remember if he was wearing the Bloodline no, t-shirt I, or not then, he, but he I think maybe a few months after, but because um, it would have been after Mania maybe. But um, I mean, just look where that guy's, where he's come from. Um, since yeah, I mean, he's an honorary oose and everybody's feeling oosey. Well, I mean, yeah. who would have thought back that many months ago we were going to get this version of Sami Zayn with the bloodline and, and getting catchphrases and these backstage segments and soap opera type stuff that even men enjoy? It's been really good. And I don't, well, I know we weren't going to talk about it too much, but SmackDown this past week with Roman shouting at Sami, then apologizing backstage has been a very... It, it feels like it's, it is definitely bubbling up. What's going to happen? Do you know what? I don't know. And to be honest, I'm just going to keep watching and hopefully enjoying it because I'm enjoying it at the moment with the whole bloodline. Yeah, me too. I, so, I can't you know. wait. I'm, I'm just like all the fans. I want to see what unravels. And uh, I just want to get my popcorn ready and be backstage <laughs> yes, with the bloodline. Yeah, yeah. I have to Photoshop our faces onto the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'll work. That'd be good. Actually, let's do it. We'll put uh, we'll fun. put Sai's head on uh, Paul Heyman yeah, behind. Yeah, we'll there. <laughs> you know, we'll... Sai was out on business. He was, uh, you know, helping us and he'll be back. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Johnny Knoxville, we've already mentioned him, but Johnny Knoxville comes in at number nine. Um, I was, uh, do you know what? At the time, I remember being, oh, for goodness sake, but because of watching WrestleMania, which we mentioned earlier, now watching this back, I'm actually like, oh, look, Johnny Knoxville, yeah, this is going to be good. Um, Yeah, I actually do like Johnny Knoxville. Uh, And it was entertaining because he got in there, he was mixing it up with AJ Styles, and Styles just dominated him and all the wrestlers, which they should have. And then Montez Ford, uh, speaking of him, does that frog splash. So it was very funny. I mean, Johnny Knoxville, just his facial expressions, his entourage or whatever you call them, uh, it was just epic. It was, yeah. I mean, um, AJ sort of, uh, well, Johnny comes in and takes down Sammy, then AJ and... Uh, AJ sort of lays out Johnny, then Montez falls at the splash, which you've already said. Then Sammy does eliminate Johnny, but while he's shouting at Johnny Knoxville, AJ Styles throws out Sammy. So another elimination for AJ Styles here. 
Um, it was perfect. You know, where Sammy thought he was getting one over <laughs> on Johnny Knoxville, it gives other competitors the opportunity. That's why you got to be so careful when you're near those ropes. I think it was looking back at it now at the time, I was like, oh, whatever. But now I, you know, I enjoy it more because of WrestleMania, like I've already said. I think he was in the ring long enough, and but not too long. You know, it was in there just enough to, okay, that was funny. Let's move on to the next of whatever's going to happen. Things are falling off my shelf, ladies and gents. Uh, yeah, foreshadowing uh, mania. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Don't worry about things falling off your shelves. I, I could have dogs <laughs> barking. I could probably be rocking in this chair. I, who knows? Benny's going to have to go, man. Speaking of editing, this guy's there a fan. No, no, I, won't. I don't edit anything anymore. What's the point? We're going to go live one day. So what's the point? No, you no. Was? So, hey. <laughs> It's all no holds barred, and I'm not talking about the movie with Hogan. I'm talking no holds barred. I've never seen that, so uh, moving on. Uh, number 10. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. Some random thing that nobody's going to... Oh, I'm well. sure somebody's seen it, um, other than yourself <laughs> is what I'm getting out of there. Um, number 10 is uh, Dawkins, the other half of the Street Profits. Um, good to see the Street Profits in the ring together, I guess. Um, Dawkins doesn't last too long, I don't think. Um, it was cool. I mean, there wasn't a great deal. I will say, as much as I've enjoyed looking back at this rumble, it's apart from maybe the Johnny Knoxville thing so far, it's felt very. It's in a weird way of saying it. It's felt very constructed. Now I know you've got to construct a match. There are parts of this rumble that don't feel natural to me. Um, whether that's come across to you, I don't know. Um, but we do have long periods of kind of nothing really happens. Do you know what I mean? And I know I, I did notice that. I'm glad you brought that up, Benny. There, there was a lot of waiting in certain spots, especially when the ten countdown ended and you got a new competitor coming out. Uh, used to rumbles, they would keep the action moving a little bit. It did feel slower, didn't it? I don't know whether it's me or obviously it did. Yourself. And it, yeah. Not that it doesn't need to have its moments where it's methodical, because you got to remember they got to be in there. What was it, an hour or longer? And so you do have to rest, you know, and pick your spots wisely, and and that's just psychology wise. Yet still, it would have been nice to have a little bit of movement, though. But you would notice a guy would get into the turnbuckle, do some moves, and then he'd back up. And it yeah. was, you know, they were waiting for who it was going to be. So, you know, I, I could see it. But yeah, I did feel like certain uh, moments were a little bit uh, monotonous or or just uh, did not have a certain feel to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's hard to, I know, it's hard to explain, but I know what you mean because I think I felt the same. And it's just like, I don't know. It it didn't not. Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that because I can't really explain it any better than what you have and what we've already said. Um, yeah, Dawkins came in, and then with number eleven, Omas came in, seven foot tall. This dude, three, seven foot three, four hundred pounds. The um, cameras can't even uh, measure him. I mean, th that's how big the guy is. He literally comes in, um, uh, throws out Dawkins as, as soon as Dawkins came in. Uh, and uh, he eliminated Dawkins and Ford in one foul swoop. Dawkins was barely in for what two, three minutes. He wasn't uh, in there long. And, uh, yeah, Omos, uh, here's another takeaway, Benny, is uh, I'm interested to get your point of view on this, is that everybody was in there to make Omos uh, look stronger than what he was, meaning that he had to be polished up due to a lot of the talent that could bump for him. They could, you know, take the power moves and really elevate this guy. Yeah, no, I no, I hundred percent believe that. To be fair, um, that was what the uh, the deal was. I think was to, like you said, make him look strong. So he eliminates two, 
Um, he does throw AJ into the ring post, which looked quite painful from the angle they showed it. Whether it actually was, I don't know, but it looked and sounded painful. Now, again, I've already mentioned AJ and Omos have a bit of a history. And it, so. Yeah, and it's a credit to the camera work sometimes. It, it may just take, you know, seeing it a different way, and it didn't mean it wasn't painful, but that, to me, kind of, you know, magnifies a good move. Yeah, 100%. So, um but again, it, uh, we've already touched upon it, but it was starting to feel a bit monotonous in in areas, and I think this was it was maybe because a little bit. Know, sometimes it would be separated, even as far as entrances. Now I get it, tag teams, and they did do a nice job with certain storylines. We'll get into that, uh, but yeah, I, I can't help but uh, surmise that you were you were so correct, sir. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Anyway, uh, number twelve, Ricochet. Um, he, <laughs> I, I, I love Ricochet. I think he's a great talent. I think. Uh, um, Damn good wrestler, to be honest with you. Can uh, he's not just all about the flips and everything, which he, you know, in fairness, that's his that's his uh, wheelhouse. But he's uh, I enjoy his work. To be fair, um, he tries to fight Omas. Not much luck, to be honest. He gets like, slammed almost straight away. Um, I can't believe it took this guy, number thirteen, Chad Gable, and I do have. Where's my sound effect? Cheers, please. There it is. Um, yeah. Love it. Chad Gable comes in and basically um, convinces all the other wrestlers in the ring to team up on Omos, which makes sense. The biggest guy in the ring, why not? Um, but yeah, somehow- it makes sense. It, it's a numbers game. Why? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said, you you got to attack him from all sides. Yeah, he convinces Priest because he's the biggest guy apart from Omos in the ring. Uh, they go at it a little bit, which was quite cool, but then... Nobody really helps Priest for some strange reason. Yeah, and, they uh, kind of you know left him on his own. <laughs> maybe to get rid of the, of the other bigger guy, I guess. But um, so yeah, um, but that's the logic. I, I love Chad Gable. I, I was just going to reiterate how underrated and very skilled a former Olympian. Uh, I love how he quiets down everybody and uh, Chad Gable. It, it, now you know, look at how far him and Otis have came. I mean, that absolutely. That's yeah. what I love about the Rumble match. You know, wh- while we're talking about. Uh, 2022, just last year's Rumble. I mean, I wish uh, Chad Gable and Otis had a bit more of a maybe a mean streak in them because they seem to be the gatekeepers for losing matches at the moment. I mean, I've not seen this. They seem to be too uh, blurring the lines, you know, where they can be aggressive, but yet they got to back off and do the comedic kind of yeah, uh, yeah. stick. Yeah, maybe they should go more aggressive. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, um, yeah, Omas eliminated Priest, and then everybody else kind of dives on Omas, trying to eliminate him. And then um, uh, Don Mysterio, who we've already talked about briefly, joins uh, joins the ring, uh, joins the match. And uh, something I took from this: this is Dominic's f- uh, second Royal Rumble. I, po- I apologise, second Royal Rumble, but his first Royal Rumble in front of a crowd, because when the last Royal Rumble happened, twenty twenty one, there was still no fans. Or what, no, maybe it wasn't 2021. Maybe it's 2020. Either way, he when he had his first Rumble debut, it must have been 2020. I apologise. Um, he didn't actually perform in front of fans. So this is his first Rumble in front of fans. Is what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, he got to get that crowd reaction, that adrenaline, and uh, I, I was happy for all the wrestlers, and especially Dominic uh, getting that kind of moment. Uh, he deserved it because he he worked hard. Another guy that. Thanks to his dad and a lot of people mentoring him, uh, he took it very seriously. It's in his blood, and he's proven. I, I mean, he's he's improving each time I see him wrestle. Uh, I think 2023 is going to be a big year for Dominic Mysterio. The way it's going um, could be a very, very big year for him. 
to be honest. Um, uh, with Dom's, I believe you. Dom's help and everybody else's help and AJ's help, they all managed to eliminate Omos. Uh, so proving that the, being the big guy in the Rumble once again is not necessarily the best thing for you. Because, you know, otherwise Big Show would win the Rumble every year, or he would have done back in the day. Uh, <laughs> you know, but or you know. Andre, which he did. Exactly, you know, but yeah. it was it was always smart. You'd, you'd see that strategy. That's what I loved even with the contemporary wrestling is, yeah, let's gang up on the big man. And just because you are a giant doesn't mean you can't be knocked down to sides or th- over the top rope, whether or not literally thrown. But thanks to uh, a team effort, we can, you know, get the job done. I mean, I know he didn't win the Rumble, but I think the smartest, if we were giving out trophies for things, the smartest man in the Rumble, I think, even though he didn't win, would be Chad Gable because he used the other big guy to to fight the other big guy, but the other big guy eliminated that big guy, and then everybody else t- teamed up on the other big guy. <laughs> so actually, Well, Alpha yeah. Academy, I want to get my diploma there because you said it. He's <laughs> very intelligent, uh, and I think because he, he was keeping everybody quiet with what he says, you, you played it. Uh, that that's what helped everybody think. So he had it pre-planned, he strategized, and, you know, Chad Gable can't say enough good things about him. I mean, yeah, you seriously, I mean, Otis fighting the big guys and him taking on guys that were manageable or where he could find a weakness. That just goes back to the, the uh, classic psychology of wrestling. Yeah, and it's not until you really sort of stop and think about it, you just what you just witnessed, you know, and I didn't necessarily pick up on that when I watched it the first time. Um I think probably by that point, I was like, you know, it was getting a bit sort of like, oh, come on, just let's have well, some action, you know? Was it me or was it there getting to be some lulls like you do a movie, even if it's good, if it's not picking up that that part of the story's kind of lagging or you're like, okay, I, I get it. it's got to build. Can we get some action or is there going to be a part that, you know, gets me investigated back yeah. into this thing? So I, you could kind of use that uh, comparison, even though we're talking two different entertainment kind of uh uh, events or shows. Yeah, there are the, those moments where you tell certain bits of information, I guess, that you need for maybe later on in the show. So, But there we go. Um, so after all that goes down, number 15, Happy Corbin, um, who looks... I want, to, I, I want to sit here and say he's improved. And I'm not saying... I actually like Corbin. I think he's actually underrated. But in terms of his character, the only thing that's different for me is that he's got JBL by him now, which is funny, which is great. But there's not much more going on. You, with you still Happy like Corbin to see some modifications to his character. I believe uh, so. Yeah, I don't know necessarily what they are. I just eh, I like JBL being around, and like I've enjoyed his stuff. Um, I enjoyed the poker game thing they did a few weeks ago. Um, but it's just oh, that was good. Yeah, but it's just Happy Corbin has almost like yeah, I've got a new outfit. He needs to be aggressive. I think that's like maybe Gable and Otis. That, that's a guy that needs uh, the volume uh, turned up on him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, how that manifests itself in the next year, I have no idea. Hopefully he can be better. I liked the lone wolf, uh, Baron Corbin. I just don't think it was quite there. So now with his experience and his, you know, his, you know, that he's got now, maybe it can be. Yeah, and with JBL, I mean, come on, JBL. You were part of the APA. Get. Give him a little bit of that. Yeah, why not? Imagine JBL and Happy Corbin doing like a high-end protection agency <laughs> or something, you know? It would be something different, that wouldn't would it? That would be good. I mean, I'm being this uh, or saying it uh, truthfully. I'm, I'm not being anything. I'm not going to be a part of it. That would be a joke. <laughs> uh, that, that was funny. Uh, bad transition, Tyler. Uh, but but no, I, I would like that. I think, hey, try it. It may it may not be good, but you don't know till you try, right? 
Or maybe they could do it in a way where the person pays them for protection, but they only pay them and they're only paid till maybe like 8.30, say. And then at 8.31, <laughs> they start getting beat up and they're like, now nah, we're off the clock now and walk away. So they'll still be bad guys, go. but they've taken your money and then let you get beat up. <laughs> so it could be something. Why not? The high-end protection it's agency, perfect. you know? I mean, that that's the way you need to book it. Benny, uh, take care of their creative form. Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, it's just, you know, these things, that's taken me months to think of, Ty. You know, I've been... As much as I like Corbin and like I think he's underrated, I just haven't dug this new, this fresh coat of paint hasn't quite dried or even been put on properly. I don't quite know what it is. Well, I think what we've talked about before, Benny, on In the Corner on past episodes uh, with the Corbin JBL situation is that JBL is more of the fresh coat of paint instead of Corbin, even though he's he's a big help. I feel like because I, I do this when I'm watching it. I'm more of the JBL fan just because he's had so much years in the business and he was established and he is the star of the Hall of Famer. That's where sometimes it, I don't want to say hurt you, but it it kind of overshadows uh, the talent. But And maybe that that's why. But And because of, you know, we're not getting the character changes you were alluding to. We, we need to see more of a different uh, Corbin. Yeah, again, that was just uh, off the cuff. Like, I, but I think the high-end protection agency could be quite funny, to be totally yeah, honest I think with. that's brilliant, and uh, I'm for it, and uh, just sign me up. I'm not going to be a part of it. I, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm not the athlete. I'll tell you what, ladies and gents, if that starts that happening, if that happens now, you heard it here first on In the Corner on SGP Royal Media. Uh, and I want some, I want some royalties or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you will get some, and, and they'll be uh, very comedic. I'll have to be the guy hiding. Uh Okay, help me. They're coming after me. Uh, somebody <laughs> plays, and then I get beat up, and I'm just left laying, and uh, Benny gets all the money. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Happy Corby comes in. He eliminates Ricochet pretty much almost instantaneously. Uh, and then we sort of go back to that sort of monotonous. There's a few good moments, but generally there's not a lot going on in the ring apart from I'm trying to get you out, but I've not got you out yet. Um I mean, I don't think there's anything else happened there for you, but not for me. No, there, uh, there's not much. I, there's, I mean, that's why I don't need to add a whole lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. You said it. Uh, just feels like we're, we're kind of waiting for the next guy. Yeah, we basically are. That's where we've reached this point in this rumble. We are literally waiting for the next. We're person. like, here, let me kick you in the corner, and then let me do one big move. And okay, I think he, it's about time for to see who's coming out. So let's do this. Let's wait here because we're, I mean, we're anticipating too. I mean, I can see that happening. Yeah, or they're I just mean, tired and they're like, okay, we need a break here. I mean, <laughs> just get a headlock. Yeah, I mean, in <laughs> fairness. Is it, is it 10, 9, 8? Okay, it's 3, 2, 1. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, they are trying to, they're trying to fill the ring back up a little bit more for well, obviously it, exactly. another big moment. So, so, and I know. could see it. I, you know, I'm not making fun, but I, I could see why. There's reasoning there, like yeah. like you were stating. I, I don't want people to miss take what I was uh, implying. I, I'm just it, it. It does. You can't help but kind of laugh at moments because you could see they're they're tired and they're kind of like there, there's uh, a reason for what they're doing. So that it's like you when know, you see someone, they'll come over, they'll hit you, then they'll walk away and start trying to eliminate somebody. Because they've hit you, they'll come over and hit you rather than help you try and eliminate the person out of the ring, which is actually what the match is about. So there are mm-hmm. moments that still don't make sense to this day in the Rumble, as much as I love it. <laughs> but there are moments. Yeah, where... I mean, that, that's what's great about it. That's that's why I like it. I, I, I respect it so much, and, and I can see why they would do it. But, no, just going to your point, I mean, the, there were those uh, dull moments, like anything. I mean, even if something's good, you're going to have, uh, you know, less than stellar uh, fragments of it. Yeah. Um, number 16, Dolph Ziggler, um, who was actually teaming with Bobby Roode at the time. 
Um, but that's sort of dwindled out and it is what it is. And uh, during this phase between 16 and 17, um, Baron Corbin eliminates Dom and then Styles throws out Theory. Uh, again, another elimination for Styles there, who's probably got the most eliminations in this match so far, to be honest. Yeah, he's a machine. I mean, he can't be stopped, at least so far. Yeah, uh, number 17, I'm, I'm always a Sheamus fan in 2012. He actually won the Rumble in 2012 at this uh, in the same city as well, back in 2012. Um, uh, but before Sheamus can get in the ring, AJ Styles actually eliminates uh, Rich Holland, um, which then gives Sheamus moment, uh, motivation to go after AJ Styles, which, again, makes sense. Um, <laughs> so he does. Um, don't yeah, it does, yeah. I mean, it's a storyline... Uh... You know, they were programmed because of uh, Ridge Holland, their association, the Brawling Brutes, and that gave uh, Seamus all he needed. You said it, motivation, and you don't mess with a guy from Dublin anyways. But <laughs> AJ Styles was going to, and uh, I, I thought it was good. I, I'm glad yeah. how they, they implied that, as they should, the, the storytelling the, and the storylines. Simple, simple, but effective, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love the Irish curse sort of, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, picks him up for like a rock bottom S, but then slams him on his knee. I feel like that should be a finisher. I actually really like that move. Um, if I'd have actually maybe progressed in wrestling, maybe I could have used that as my finish. I actually quite like that. I think as a you work on somebody's back and then hit that one, two, three, boom, done. Um, yeah, and you finish them off. I, I love an Irish curse. I just don't want to be cursed from somebody from Ireland, <laughs> but I love it as a move. Uh, you don't want the banshee coming at you. Um, no, you don't. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd actually forgotten about this guy, and I think he ended up in getting injured, didn't he? That's why he's been off TV. But Rick Boogs. Yeah, I... he got injured. Yeah, at WrestleMania, remember? It was against the Usos, I believe. That's and it. He, yes, he did. That's yeah. It, yeah. Um, didn't he start off doing the Old Spice adverts for WWE or something? He did, and they were funny. I mean, he (laughs) did the Old Spice. And he's got the great charisma, the personality. And then with McAfee was perfect for doing their matches because he danced on the table. It was when Nakamura and Rick Boogs were a team. And, you know, that that theme and and stuff. So it was always funny because Michael Cole would go, Pat, you're going to have to get down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He does it in the actual rumble as he starts dancing on the table. It's brilliant. Um what was I going to say about Rick Boogs? Um, yeah, they they say on commentary because he's got his hair cut short now. Because beforehand he had long hair, and he's almost like a kind of like an Elias <laughs> looking person. Yeah, he is. He he's uh, that's not a bad comparison because both guys are jacked and and strong guys. And they did say that Rick Boogs, uh, for those who don't know, is one of the strongest guys on the roster. And, oh, and wow. you could tell, man, he picked up Gable one handed and press slamming him and. I mean, I don't know whether anybody... I mean, on commentary, they say he looks like Freddie Mercury, and he do, kind of does with that tash and that short hair. I can see what they're getting at. But when I looked at him, especially the strength when he's picking people up in this ring, um, for some reason, this isn't really my era, but I have seen clips, and I've seen stuff with my mate NGB, who's been on this show, has pointed out. But Dan Severin, he kind of reminds me of Dan Severin. I don't know whether you're aware who yeah, that Dan is. Yeah, Dan Severin, the facial hair and stuff. Yeah, that, that's that actually did not a... Uh correlate the two but that, that's why you're the man uh, it just came to me today and i'm looking at him going kind of look like what's his severin something what's his first name i had to google it in the end but it was dan severin was like, yeah okay if you find a picture of dan severin back in the day yeah i'm not going to say they're, like, they're twins or anything but i was looking at him going he kind of looks like dan severin <laughs> but you can see enough of the similarities in their looks uh yeah, he just uh, he looked like he had just uh, Dan Severin just bigger as far as the muscles, but 
Man, Dan Severin is still a beast uh, today. I think yeah, he, yeah. I don't know if he's still working doing the wrestling or MMA. I know he's training a lot of people still. Uh, but yeah, that is so interesting. Dan Severin, Rick Boos, huh? Uh, tell her, give it up, give it a look, ladies and gents. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do it. Was, uh, I it mean, okay. I recommend it because now I'm going to have to. Um, where do we get to my cat? Oh yeah. My cat Moss comes in. I'm not going to lie. When he was with Corbin, he annoyed me, which I think was the point. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, the, probably the up- biggest upset of the rumble is that with help from Corbin as well, I'm going to state this outright that, uh, my cat Moss actually eliminates AJ Styles from the rumble. And it's, um, Oh, it had to be. And was- I think it was clever. Uh, this was the part of the booking. I didn't mind. Cause let's face it. I, I would have loved AJ to win it. But I don't know that he uh, would have needed it at this point uh, due to how the WrestleMania picture, that can be argumentative like anything. But this uh, they were looking to really uh, give uh, momentum to Mad Cat Moss and uh, to Corbin. So that's how I kind of viewed it. It was interesting, wasn't it? Um, I was quite surprised that it was Mad Cat Moss, but, you know, maybe boost. Well, that was surprising. Yeah. Uh, knowing uh, it's AJ Styles. So I can also see the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, number 20, uh, he was uh, known as Riddle. Unfortunately, during this time, Riddle had lost his first name, Matt. But obviously, we all know him as Matt Riddle again. We're looking for Matt. Where's Matt? Yeah, yeah. Um, Corbin and Madcap uh, actually eliminate uh, Boogs during this uh, during this moment as well. Um, and they're sort of having sort of the run of the rumble at the moment. It's, started, it's picked up a bit now. I'm starting to enjoy it a bit more now. There's a bit more going on. Um, yeah, th- this was the start of... Uh... You know more of the action. Yes, definitely. Um, and then the uh, the sword swings on the Titan Tron, and the the bagpipes start playing. And Drew McIntyre's retor- returned because he'd been taken out by uh, Corbin and uh, Madcap a few weeks prior. Um, Drew McIntyre is on a mission. Um, I quite found it quite funny. Corbin tried to throw the wrestlers at Drew, and Drew just knocked him down, which is quite yeah, funny. just like bowling balls. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you think that's going to stop me? Uh, basically ultimately ends up with Drew throwing out Madcap Moss and Corbin, um, but he's not done with them because he ends up going out of the ring, not eliminating himself, and laying, literally, I'm going to take a line from The Rock here, laying a smackdown on these guys for what they'd done to him in previous weeks. He was uh, getting revenge. They thought was, they were going to injure him with a neck, that neck injury. Forget it. You don't mess with the Scottish warrior. Hell no. Um, they're all sort of knocked out and stuff. So the action's kind of going on in the ring. Um, and then the KO music kicks in. Drew McIntyre basically waits for KO, and they start scrapping outside the ring, and then in back into the ring. And again, this, like I said, this is where the action's really picking up now uh, in the Rumble, and it's um, a, a, a nice change of pace since, for probably from about, I want to say since probably about number eleven ish. Yeah, not business as Jr. On. would say, Benny is picking up. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, KO and Drew fight back into the ring, as I said. Um, Rey Mysterio number 23 which was really cool he had a good pop as well that's what I was going to say earlier Dominic actually had a good pop as well when he came out to the ring no he did I, I was going to ask you how legendary is Rey Mysterio because I personally I followed his career back in WCW and the WWE and the guy never ceases to amaze me how he can move how he can execute in the ring definitely future Hall of Famer That that's no doubt I mean Rey Mysterio just my goodness, he just always impresses. Ray Mysterio is a legend, 100%. Um, won the Rumble back in 06, I think, um, from number... What? No, two. He won it from, didn't he? Number two, Ray Mysterio won it from. 
Um, again, and I believe Triple H was number one in that year because obviously that was obviously you know months prior. Eddie Guerrero unfortunately had passed away, so you know. But yeah, it was a sad time. Yeah, Even so though you get excited for the Rumble, there there was nailed, Eddie's passing. And but you've, but you've nailed it, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Mysterio, legend, guaranteed Hall of Famer. Um, I don't know when his career ends. Um, that guy just I don't seems know that like it's going to end anytime soon. The, the way the guy's going, the guy, just... I, I honestly don't. You, you know, you see him comes to the ring here. This is obviously last year. Smooth poetry, emotion, and not to take anything away from the Hardys at all, but it's just it, he just moves perfectly in the ring. Um, um, where, oh, he does. I, I think mean, he's it, he's probably in a nice position where he could go. Right, I can retire on my own terms, maybe, but when that's going to be, I have no idea. I think another word too for how he moves is very fluent. Yeah, definitely fluid, and uh, yeah, he's amazing. Rey Mysterio, um, multi-time world champion. Um, he's been a tag team champion, a cruiserweight champion, a US champion, Intercontinental champion. He's done it all. He's, he's literally he's, done it all. Won, won the Rumble. He's won the Rumble, and yeah, he's done some great things, crazy things. Um, another one of those guys that broke that sort of cruiserweight barrier. You know, I mean, you know, Eddie did it, Jericho did it, uh, Ray's done it. There's others as well um, that broke that cruiserweight sort of stigma. Um, yeah, and that, that's another thing, Benny. I'm, I'm glad you you brought up that uh, these guys should be admired for. They they did. They proved they were more than just lightweights or cruiserweights. They they could be world heavyweight champions and be the underdog and and actually Absolutely, match yeah. up with a, a lot of the other big guns and superstars. Well, him and Batista back in the day teaming up as tag team. Yeah, and then when Batista turned on him, yeah, I mean, great even story. the betrayals were left you. Uh, you know, mesmerized because Batista would even tell him, warn him, and Ray didn't buy it. Then when he finally attacked him, then of course it hit Ray. Oh yeah, this guy's beating me up. Uh, but oh, you I still see. don't always see it. There was a lot of good blind sides, uh, not to get too often attention. But when Randy Orton got uh, turned on by Triple H and Evolution with a thumbs down, yeah, which then led to Batista doing the same thing. If you know, twelve months later, almost so you know whatever it was, so. Yeah, maybe a bit, maybe a bit less, but uh, you know that thumbs down, just that whole to use that on Randy Orton, you know, in round sort of Unforgiven or no SummerSlam time, and then almost a year later, well, into the WrestleMania for uh, for Batista to do the thumbs up, then the thumbs down. The crowd immediately knew what was going on. It's been laid out, you know, months prior, and again, great long term storytelling pays off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's the uh, dividends that it that long. St- uh, term storytelling does it, it does pay off 100 percent um i mean ray mysterio comes into the rumble he makes an impact straight away he almost eliminates riddle doesn't quite get there um kofi kingston is next and i was really happy to see kofi kingston um i'd actually forgotten about this as well tyler probably because of what happens um mm-hmm. kofi comes in uh, pretty much gets eliminated immediately. But I think what was meant to happen, Kofi was supposed to land on the barrier and not have his yep. feet touch the floor. But unfortunately, his feet did touch the floor. So he was out almost instantaneously, almost coming in. <laughs> Didn't quite beat the um, the Santino elimination, but it's up there. No, I, I felt bad, like you were uh, saying, Benny. Uh, Kofi Kingston, you could tell that was not meant to happen. The commentators were even just uh, bragging about him, doing their job, putting him over, and then that happened. And what can you do? I mean, 
things happen, even with uh, the world of uh, sports entertainment. And I felt bad for him, but they yeah, even did, did the, the replay and, and tried to do the ESPN type deal. And yeah, his feet did touch the, uh, you touch know, the, floor, the yeah. outside floor. So yeah, I hated it for him, man. I, I love Kofi. So. But if you look at it this way, the amount of times Kofi's done something absolutely mesmerizing, walking on his hands, bouncing on JBL's chair, running across the barrier, jumping back into the ring. He's managed to pull all those off, and this one just didn't work out. And the success of him doing these things, he's like 90% success rate. So for one to not work, it was bound to happen at some point, and it's a good job it hasn't happened before. Otherwise, these moments that Kofi... Because those Kofi Kingston moments are going to be on a highlight reel for decades, if not longer, and they have been because of the, the, the way he's managed to get back in the ring without... You know, walking on his hands was freaking amazing. Oh, that <laughs> was know, so. unbelievable. I can't even walk on my feet uh, good all the time. But walking on his hands and, uh, yeah, they'll be remembered for sure. Like you said, those moments. That was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I'm like the same. Well, I, I try. You know, I, I got fortunate there. I, I didn't know if I, you know, a lot of times I don't make sense. Maybe, you know, and even then, I, I'm not sure. But, hey. It makes sense to me and you make sense to the listeners. Don't worry about it, man. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I, I didn't want to get any hate tweets or hate mail, I, you know. I just block him. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Number twenty-five, the other half of Alpha Academy, uh, Otis um, comes in. Uh, I like Otis. I actually like. I'm a big fan of his uh, stuff. I liked him back in NXT, uh, heavy machinery and stuff. Didn't quite come over, but him himself, his personality is really funny. Um, oh, he he's, he's good in the ring he's as well. Watching his expressions, uh, facial expressions, is what I was meaning. Uh, and he's a powerful guy, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Just. You know, low to the ground, stocky guy, and uh, yeah, look how far he's came as as far you know regarding his career now. Even back from NXT till now, you know, he's done really well. I want I want Alpha Academy to progress a bit more and be more of a. I mean, they are on the show every week; they're doing something every week, which is brilliant for them. I just would like to see them be a bit more. I don't know, a bit more assertive, or I don't know. I just want them to do more, is what I'm getting at. Cause, yeah, you know, I think there's uh, room for um, more opportunities for them to expand their characters, to, uh, you know, push the envelope a little bit, even if it's not a lot, just to uh, unleash, you know, the talent, what they're able to present and do in front of the audience and the, the viewers at home. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite Otis moments isn't even on the main roster. It's actually back in NXT when um, I think it was Alistair Black got taken out by somebody. So William Regal was interviewing people to try and find out who did it. It ultimately ended up being, I believe, Johnny Gargano uh, back in the day. Um, but they've got Otis and his, uh, is it Tucker Knight that was his former Yeah, tag? it was Tucker. Yeah. Um, and they're in the office, and Regal's asking them questions, and then it just breaks. Goes, it was me. I did it. I'm really sorry. I couldn't. And I don't. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. It was me. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry." He goes, "What? It was you." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm the one who blocked the toilet. <laughs> it's nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do with what's going on. Yeah, nothing to do with oh, what happened to Alistair Black. But I'm the guy that broke something. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. That's classic. Yeah, it was because he didn't see it coming, and I thought it was really good. So. um <laughs> and then you know he's he's had a few partners and stuff, but I think he's had done some of his best stuff with Chad, obviously. Um, yeah, their their work has been uh, terrific. I, I've enjoyed uh, seeing how those guys have flourished. Because uh, you know Chad was with uh, what was it, uh, Jordan, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Jordan, Jordan yeah. and uh, you know a lot of different partners, and and they were you know 
incredible. But seeing Otis, the development with he and uh, Gable has been uh, fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number 26, Big E. Um, I think maybe Big E, I don't know whether it's 100% for this, but I'm, the weather, this was Big E's last premium event since, and then obviously the unfortunate happened. I don't, I'm not sure whether he was at Elimination Chamber. I can't remember. Um yeah, I can't recall either uh, until we review these shows. It's funny how you can remember then and then it's been enough months and time. It's it's hard to uh, yeah. to uh, recollect. Um, one thing I did pick up on, by this point, Matt Riddle has basically not had any offense for a long time and has basically become the ragdoll for every new guy yeah, to come he's, in. Yeah, he's pretty much having to uh, take everybody's offense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think there's even a bit where he sort of rolls over and goes, oh, he's, oh, I feel like he's saying, like, <laughs> I'm having a bad night or whatever he says. I, yeah, I don't he even... was. <laughs> he was having a rough rough evening. And uh, What did he do to, well, never mind. Well, there wanna... we go, yeah. But he's basically yeah, taking I better, a I better not go that route. <laughs> it, it's going to sound bad even if I'm not meaning it. <laughs> well, maybe he had um, some stuff when he went backstage after to ease yeah, the pain. That, yeah, but I uh, think that's, that's probably why. Yeah, uh, but either way. Um, yeah, um, number 27. Now, I forgot this guy was even in the Rumble, to be honest with you, but uh, Bad Bunny. Now, Bad Bunny the year before had a great tag team match at uh, WrestleMania, and um, I'm not going to lie, when I watched WrestleMania then, Bad Bunny I'm not familiar with. I wasn't familiar with then. I thought, oh, great, another celebrity coming in just to do, like, three moves and, you know, move on. But this mm-hmm. guy took the took it seriously. Not only did he take it seriously, could take a bump, and, like really embrace the the sport of professional wrestling really oh he could i mean he was he was creative with the way he presented himself in the ring and him and damian priest were another uh, duo that that worked extremely well together i was just uh, thoroughly impressed with bad bunny and uh yeah going back to big e i mean how can you not be a fan of his and i believe you're you're correct this might have been his last premium live event before the neck injury I think it was, but I'm not. I, I I can't remember whether he was in the elimination chamber match. So it may somewhere near this time. This is when Biggie gets gets injured. It's not at the Rumble, but sometime after, if not at uh, extreme after extreme rule, uh, extreme rule. Sorry, elimination chamber. So I'm not sure. Um, Bad Bunny's in the ring, uh, as I've already mentioned. He had a great match at um, the at the Mania the year before. Um, hit a destroyer on Riddle. I was like. This is awesome. It it was, it's incredible. I mean, and, and what I like about it, nobody expected it. I mean, even when you saw him trying to do it, you didn't know if Riddle was going to counter because sometimes that's possible. And he, but he did it. He executed it. And then every, the crowd, everybody watching, I I know I was, I was like, Whoa. I mean, if you're not familiar with the destroyer, I mean, most people who listen to this hopefully will be, but if you're not, it's kind of, you know, if you know what a sunset flip is and what a power driver is, it's kind of a sunset flip power driver. It's probably the best way I can describe it. Yeah, that, that's a perfect description. That, that's how I would uh, say it too. Yeah. Of course, I would use Benny's voice, uh, you know, to do that. <laughs> um, I've heard it be called the Canadian Destroyer. I've heard it called different names, but it's a sunset flip um, power driver, which is freaking I've amazing. heard it called a Tennessee Destroyer if they do it here. Now, if they do it outside of Tennessee, it's not as cool. So they call it, you know, whatever. 
Oh, okay. So I could call it a Gloucestershire destroyer. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gloucestershire. Uh, you know, I, you could call it the London. I mean, I'm just being funny. Yeah, yeah. The Utah destroyer or something like that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, the Utah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could call it whatever you like. It, as long as you've got destroyer in it, it don't matter. And as yeah, long as, long as, as it's, it's got destroyer, you could whatever you like, whatever is your pleasure. As long as you, it's basically it's, like I said, it's a sunset flip power driver, That's which is freaking much. amazing. Um, um. I love the uh, interaction between Bad Bunny and Seamus because you know if Seamus actually got his hands on Bad Bunny, he would just snap him in half. He um, would, yeah. He'd destroy him. I'll tell you what, though. Bad Bunny is taller than I thought he was. Yeah, he is actually a, a lankier guy because Seamus is, what, at least 6'3 or 4? Yeah. I mean, and he, he, was, uh, he was just a few inches shorter than Seamus. So I, I bet, what, Bad Bunny's, what's at least six, one or two, or it's maybe somewhere even there, six feet at the most. Yeah. When he's faced, I have to look it up. Maybe I'm, yeah, yeah. But when he's face-to-face well, face with somebody else, which I'll mention in a little bit when he comes in, when he's face-to-face face with that person, I was surprised of how tall Bad Bunny actually was. I was yeah. like, oh, he's a lot taller than I thought. So there we go. Well, anyway. and I'll tell you what, even a, a, a reasonably tall person like Damien Priest is very tall. So if he's standing next to somebody like that, you, you don't think of him as tall. So that's all something I've always found interesting when you, you actually have to get near these people or you see them even off TV, you go, Oh, wait a minute. He's yeah, actually yeah. pretty decent size. He's pretty just tall, around yeah. people bigger. I had the opposite effect when I went to London back in 09 and I saw big show versus Ray Mysterio. I went, it makes Rey Mysterio look like a freaking midget, to be fair, next to Big Show. Yeah, but, yeah, and, and, uh, but to be fair, that that's how I would look, because I'm, I'm, I'm about Rey's height. I'm a very short guy, so if I'm in there with yeah, a guy nearly seven feet, I'm going to look like uh, Hornswoggle's lost cousin. So <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> and um, I like Hornswoggle. He, he's yeah, funny. But, he was good uh, back know, in To the be day. fair... I would I would look um, more like one of his relatives against the big show or somebody. <laughs> well, so. may, maybe Hornswoggle will inherit the WWE since he is the Ill- illegitimate son of Vince McMahon. I mean, you know, that, you that know, is yeah. so true. Talking about storytelling, maybe Hornswoggle ought to buy the WWE. That'd be hilarious. Why not? Yeah, yeah it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine all the? Uh, Oh my you know, gosh! Changes yeah. or you know, hornswoggle <laughs> and controlling a board meeting. It'd be like the uh, scene out of Elf. I could see that happening. James Con, Will Ferrell, hornswoggle <laughs> comes in, and you know it's Vince, and Vince is like, "You're embarrassing me, you little midget." And I, uh, hornswoggle's like, "But Dad, I, I just wanted to be with you. I, and by the way, I bought the company. Yeah, you're okay. fired. Bye bye." Yeah. Um, and I apologize. I probably shouldn't have said that the one word. I, I didn't mean to. So if it offends anybody, I'm not mean to. Listen, I'm a short person myself, so I, you can make fun of me too. So it's all in, it's all in good fun. We're not trying to offend anybody. If yeah, you don't like yeah. It, then but turn off. I, I did have to catch myself because you know sometimes you do. You you get having fun. You go go. Wait a minute. I, I better make sure I go back on that so nobody gets <laughs> mad. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny. Um, like I said I was having a little bit, a little bit, bit of a interaction with Seamus. It uh, looks like Seamus is going to throw Bad Bunny out, but Bad Bunny manages to go over the top rope, stop himself, lure Seamus into trying to do the bro kick. He misses, and Seamus... I don't know whether Bad Bunny eliminates Seamus or whether Seamus eliminates himself. I would say Seamus probably eliminates himself at this point. He probably um, helped get yeah get himself uh, eliminated. Uh, not long after that, Otis uh, eliminates Ray. Uh, then number 28 comes out, and I think this was the last time we saw this guy. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen him since, have we? No, Shane McMahon um, comes out. Uh, I understand backstage stuff, or whether this is true, I don't know. 
Shane McMahon was in charge of making the Rumble Men's Rumble, and apparently I had heard of the of such a rumor, and uh, that may have been why maybe it was his last appearance. I hate to speculate either, but I've, I've heard that side. Tried to make it about himself. Allegedly, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't seem like it. Watching it back, no, I mean, you know, I, that's what I was wondering. He came in at twenty eight, but uh, to be honest, I didn't feel like he was uh, trying to overshadow anybody. It didn't seem to do. Yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, watching it back now. And even then, actually, it didn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it the best Rumble ever? No. Um, and in fact, actually, it's probably... I mean, it's, it's good to look back at it to see where people have gone since then, like we've done. But um, it, it is not one of the best Rumbles ever, to be honest with you. Um, no, it's, it's not going to rank as high, but um, I like how you brought out the positive about it. It did elevate, or at least you could see some parallels from a lot of the talent that were involved and how far they've came now. Yeah. So I think there's a lot more, and I'm not going to say it wasn't star power in this rumble, but it it seemed very lacking. I don't know what it is about it, whether it's that or whether it's the way it was booked. I have no idea. Or whether it's just a long night. This is the last thing on the card. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, factors, Uh, I'm sure. But the crowd did wake up when number 29 came in because it's St. Louis's own Randy Orton. Oh, and how could they not? Uh, Yeah. Um, Randy Orton eliminates Big E when he comes out. Um, RKO, RK Bro eliminate Otis. And uh, I loved Riddle. Riddle, as soon as Randy Orton came out, Riddle like woke up again almost. He he did. That was his wake-up call. And I... I don't mean to get ahead of our, ourselves here, Benny, but what about that uh, that RKO? That's what I was about to go to. So you're yeah, spot you, you on. go ahead. I, I don't want to give it away, but that that definitely made an impression. Well, Tell Otis, Otis uh, before Otis got uh, eliminated, they knocked him down, and basically, um, you know, he steps on almost like poetry in motion back in the day, but hits an RKO. Uh, run, uh, sorry. Uh, was it Riddle? Sorry, it's an RKO, which is like it looked really cool, to be honest. Um, it did. I mean, it was uh, it was amazing. I forgot to mention that Shane McMahon actually eliminated Kevin Owens as well. Um, yeah, and hey, listen, him and Owens had an issue. So if we're talking story, that makes sense. Makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So Shane McMahon did come in at number twenty-eight, and he only eliminated one guy, and that was KO. So to say that he booked it around himself, I don't really see it. But maybe there's something else going on back there that we have yeah I, up on. I don't want to um, seem like i was in the meeting but uh you know kevin owens uh yeah does this eliminate him uh, you know it had to be more to the story uh, evidently yeah yeah obviously yeah um number 30 uh is brock lesnar now brock lesnar actually lost the wwe championship thanks to roman earlier in the night um, so when I heard Lesnar's music, I was laughing, for goodness sake, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> you you just knew it. I mean, yeah, here yeah. comes Brock as as 30. He's going to, and realistically, who's going to be able to stop the guy? I mean, as soon as his music hit, you're like, well, this is the winner. And it was. Yeah, uh, he's know. winning the match. Uh, There's no, everybody's doomed. Even Randy Orton had that expression. I liked when Bunny was stood there, and he, I can't remember who Brock eliminated uh, Randy, I think it was, and mm-hmm. um, Bad Bunny kind of stood there looking at Brock and looking at this happen, going, "Oh shit!" Basically, he oh, did. He's God. like, "Uh oh, I'm I'm in here with uh, a lot of big men and intimidating guys, but this is Brock Lesnar, and I, I need to get out of here." I liked the line, "Bunny can fly" because he flew out that. Ring. I did too, Michael Cole. That was a great line. Yes, and he, yeah, bunnies did fly that night. Um, You're right. More impressive though was um, Riddle tried to go towards um, Brock. Brock basically just caught him oh, yeah, in mid-air he just tossed him. and then yeah. threw him out of the ring which is amazing 
Just uh, like a child. And, uh, yeah, there there was a lot of uh, remarkable feats of strength. I mean, you were talking about it with other wrestlers and uh, definitely with Lesnar. My yeah. goodness. And it comes down to Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar, um, which is a callback to 2020. So Ray Myster- uh, Dominic Mysterio's rumble must have been 2021 for him not to be in front of the crowd. So I'm correcting myself there. Because the 2020 one was in front of a crowd, wasn't it? But it was not. Yeah, long it was after right that. before uh, yeah, that the pandemic hit. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, 2020, because Edge came back. And That's remember correct. that That's, Oh, my God, that was amazing. One of the best oh returns in, the, in recent memory. Uh, but ultimately, Brock Lesnar uh, wins the uh, Royal Rumble. Um, but, you know, in true Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he was dominant. Yeah, Brock Lesnar fashion. He still went to Elimination Chamber, won the WWE title, and then ended up at WrestleMania facing Roman, which is, leads us back to. Pretty much not obviously not to present day because we've still got uh, WrestleMania money in the bank and all that going on, but leads us to back to where we're right now. Roman Reigns is still the undisputed Universal WWE Heavyweight Champion. So yeah, he, he's still uh, owning it, man. Roman Reigns has got the gold. But in terms of the Royal Rumble men's Royal Rumble match, it is not one of the best for me personally. No, it's not one of the better. What uh, um, one more thing I was going to say? Go. You know, I know Lesnar wins. Shane McMahon. I know he didn't mean it, but, you know, he didn't get out, you know, that clothesline by Lesnar. I noticed that. he had, Lesnar had to do it again because Shane, for some reason, couldn't get over the top rope. Oh, I missed that, actually. So you've picked up on something I missed. So I must have looked down typing on my phone because I was writing notes as I was watching it. So I was trying to write things as I go. And... No, that happens. I, I've done that, too, where I've had to either go rewind or pause something if I've, I've missed because, you know, I take notes myself when I can. And yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. A lot of times you, you do have to glance down. You don't always catch everything. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, so we've kind of already touched upon it, but let's wind down the show. Um, but um, overall thoughts of the men's rumble? I know we've kind of talked about it already, but um, I'm not. we don't really rate, rate things on the show. But I suppose if you want to go maybe out of five overall for the match and maybe the stories. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed going back through this with you and seeing where these men have ended up and now in their storylines. You know, AJ Styles, which we didn't mention at the beginning, is back, yeah, with with the OC, back with the OC and stuff like that. Austin Theory's had a bit of a transformation. Uh, Ridge Holland's gone on to be part of the the, um, the Brawling Brutes. Sami Zayn is uh, part of the Bloodline and, you know, it's all going on. Ricochet had a freaking great match against Gunther not long ago. Yeah, that uh, was a great match. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Ricochet does some just amazing uh, innovation. I mean, yeah. the way he can move. Absolutely. Um, the Rey Mysterio, Dominic stuff going on as well. There's a lot going on. KO is sort of finding his groove again at the moment as well. So even Drew. So Yeah, Kevin Owens and uh, yeah, Drew and, and Sheamus. So a lot of people that were in this Royal Rumble match. I mean, look at them uh, currently. And, uh, you know, Brock, uh, you know, Lesnar will probably be back at some point. Yeah. I mean, in terms of Omos quickly. Um, we could have done without Omos versus Braun at, in the Saudi because we didn't need that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But there we go. I feel like they could both be along. Braun's picked up and done better. Omos could be so much further along if he didn't have this match with Braun right now. I feel as though that should have been more of a rumble moment this year. Well, maybe. and they, they rushed it probably due to you know I mean, the what, Saudis kind of exactly, won a, yeah. a particular order. I mean, we've heard that, and, and it's apparent. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, overall then, sorry, I kind of cut you off, but what are you thinking about the Rumble? And uh... No, you didn't cut me off. I, I probably deserved it. Uh, what, what I was going to say <laughs> is overall the uh, the Rumble it was pretty good. Uh, it wasn't the greatest, but I think of some of the matches we talked about other than just the Men's Royal Rumble match, uh, 
I liked the whole Roman Reigns uh, Seth Rollins match. I, I liked uh, Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar and uh, oh, we also got the Miz and Maurice taking on Edge and Beth Phoenix, which oh, I did. thought yeah, was yeah. a great match. I, I'm starting to recall a little more now. It, it's uh, astonishing. I, most of the time, I forget about you know pretty much everything, but that came back. So thank goodness uh, that was another moment and. The women had a match too. I, I just, I didn't, you know, because I only watched this match. I didn't really go back and review the full show. I did watch it at the time. Yeah, I did as but well. But who was it on the card? And I, I honestly don't remember. I, I don't either. Really. See, that was a mistake on my part because I, I probably shouldn't even ask that. I, but I can't help it now because I'm trying to jog my memory. But yeah, that the mixed tag team match was good. Overall, I, I was happy for Orton. Unfortunately, it was uh, short lived. He was eliminated. I guess I'm just the whole point and premise, what we've already discussed. I just, I'm happy with uh, seeing how the, uh, a lot of the guys have uh, propelled uh, lately or however the word maybe skyrocketed as yeah. far as their careers. Uh, I think that, Lynch that's versus, pretty much the takeaway. It was yeah. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop for the Raw Women's Championship. That was the match on the, oh, the that's card. correct. So yeah, Dewdrop and Becky Lynch. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it wasn't a bad match. I know people give Dewdrop a hard time, but you got to remember she was uh, she was great over in the UK. Yeah, I mean the women's rumble. We'll talk about it very quickly. Is I mean Ronda Rousey returned, and um, you know and won it. Uh, but you know people like Sasha Banks was in it. Uh, Liv Morgan, uh, Queen Zelina, Bianca Belair, uh, Michelle McCool, Sonny Deville, um, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. Uh, Ivory made a return. Mickey James was in it as well, which was a cool moment. Now looking thinking about it now. Yeah, there, there was, yeah, Mickey James had the Impact title, uh, yeah, the yeah, women's did, title. Yeah. That, that was neat there. because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a good match. I, <laughs> I enjoy the women's uh, Rumble, too, because we get the surprises, we get storylines, or even even old rivalries getting uh, reignited. I think, wasn't it, Mickey James and Michelle McCool were in a feud at one time, and, the, and they played that out yeah. on uh, in that match, if I can remember correctly. And, Sarah uh, Logan. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Now I'm I'm starting to memorize things. Melina, uh, Melina was at number two as well. Yeah, Melina. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying this to be bad, but that Damn. entrance. Uh, <laughs> Damn, she's still got it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> mighty, mighty Molly as well. You know, was in it. Yeah, so, yeah it was a good Molly's great. I, I was thinking when Melina came out and did that, I'm like, my goodness. So this this brings me back. Uh, I better move on. But. Yeah, yeah. So where can we find you on the old socials, then, Tyler? Before we wrap up the show here. Uh, you can find me on the old socials, uh, Benny at Dustin Tyler 86. Uh, you can also find uh, writing and other podcasts at WrestleBuddy.com. Also, GeekBuddy.com, another side. Also, on In the Corner with Benny Mac, when I can join him. Uh, but, hey, support him regardless. If he's solo, got side, whoever the guests may be, uh, it's always a good time. Also, back when, that's on SJP Media Network. Uh, shout out to RS. H, who is another fantastic podcast yep. on that network. And then uh, I've got so many others. The Rewind Wrestling Radio Podcast, Standing Strong with Waylon Myers. Just had Lillian Garcia go check out that interview. It was amazing. And uh, the Uncensored Wrestling Podcast. And my goodness, I hope I got them all down because I'm afraid I'm going to leave somebody out. But please don't get mad at me. I, I tried to get you over the best <laughs> I can because they deserve it. I, I try to remember everybody. I need to talk to you about that next time you're on about Lillian Garcia being on the show. We'll talk about that on a separate show. Yeah, we, that we need so to cool. do that. Um, but yeah, you can find the show on SJP World Media, which you probably have already. Uh, it's available where most podcasts are, where you, where you can get most of your podcasts, basically. Uh, follow the show at In The Corner WWE. We are back. This is a new year. It's 2023. 
Um, Tyler, thank you very much for coming on the show. I'm very much oh, appreciate it. You're welcome, it. and I, I want to say thank you too, Benny. I know, I appreciate it, man. Hopefully, I'll see you again next Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday with some more WWE news, probably some more Vince Man stuff. But this is In the Corner with Tyler and Benny, and we will see you all again very soon. Have a good evening.